welcome in to episode four of Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast. Welcome in. Welcome in. How's it going, Travis? It's going pretty good. You know, I can't can't complain too much. I agree. I cannot complain too much about how things are going, and uh, we had a lot of wrestling we talked uh, watched this week. We're going to talk about it coming up. There's lots of news. There's lots of stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of things in the news happening yes. in the wrestling world in September of 95. 95, where we are right now, going back 20 years ago. 20? 25? 25. Oh, don't say it's that long. Yeah, 25. 25. 25 wow. years, yeah. Good grief. <sighs> it makes you feel old, doesn't it? It does. It makes me feel old. It does I'm a not going to lie. Last week, we, we went to war. We did. We played some games. We did. We, we did it in two rings. We did. But now we go to in your house. In my house. Not in your house. Oh. In my house. No. In, in your house. In your house. In your house. It's in both of our houses. Yeah. Or go offices figure. or wherever you may, may, may watch it. For the third time. And was it better than Fall Brawl? Well, you got to stick around oh, to yeah. find out. Yeah. You stick around. Stick around to find out. That is an open ended question, I believe. It really, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really it, is. It, yeah. I, I, oh boy! But we got that. We got your normal raw. Uh, I almost said SmackDown. Raw, Nitro, Saturday Night Superstars, and ECW. All coming up. Yeah. To be completely transparent with, with the audience, I kind of went out of order this week. Right. I, you know, usually you know ECW aired first. Right. So traditionally, you would watch ECW, then Raw, Nitro, or and, you know, if there's a pay-per-view, pay-per-view, you would obviously watch the pay-per-view before you watch the Nitro, the Nitro or, Raw. or the Raw. So mm-hmm. I went kind of opposite this time around. I went with In Your House first, uh-huh. Raw following that, then Nitro, and then I saved ECW for last because of the much-anticipated, yes. much-hyped double uh, dog, dog collar. Yeah, double dog collar with the pit bulls. And I have to say, it was... I think it lived up to the hype, uh-huh. and I was really glad that I that I saved it for for last. It was a nice treat for you. Yeah, it was. See, I I did it in order. So I started with ECW, mm-hmm. then I did In Your House, then I did Raw, then I did Nitro. I do not suggest the listeners <laughs> do that because yes. it makes you very upset. And in complete transparency, I just watched the end of In Your House, Raw, and Nitro about three hours before we started recording this. So I'm. It's fresh in my mind, See, but I'm also very upset. That would be that would you'd figure that would be me. I'm usually the last. one I know. To watch I'm stuff. usually the one who's prepared, and yeah. and you know, I was talking to Travis, and I'm like, he, we were like, hey, time to do another podcast, and I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Yep. Did we just do one last week? What are we? What are we doing? But yep, but gotta keep you, them coming. You got it. You got it done. And, we you got know, the we got it. The weeks keep turning. We gotta stay up to date with mm-hmm. the weeks. We can't. Mm-hmm. We can't be falling behind here. So glad you're with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading Apple Podcasts as well as Podbean as well. And don't forget to email us at two fans review wrestling podcast at gmail.com. I yes. think that's what it is. Yes, we yeah. we would love to hear from you. And yep, your opinions and whether and our you, opinions are good or bad. Or if you've been to different. some of these these shows, we're going to talk about coming up in the future. Or maybe you were at a house show at this point in time and you remember something big that happened or something that is memorable, send it to us. We want, we want, it, we want to hear your thoughts, your insights. I had uh, just this past weekend, actually, um, 
I got a text from from my father. Uh, he was cleaning out his garage and he found a program from a house show in '96 that I had gone to with him. '96. '96. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say what was on it because I don't want to don't want to spoil anything. But when we get to there in time, I will be posting that picture probably on our Facebook page of that program. So. Mm, where was, where was this? It was house in show? Rockford, Illinois. Okay. It was in Rockford, Illinois, and it the semi main was absolutely thrilling. I, I was gonna say, did we did we accidentally go to the same the same house show, but no, did not because I also went to a house show, I believe it was ninety seven or ninety six. Yeah, this was June sixth, nineteen ninety six. It was a Thursday night house show. <laughs> so you know they had the big stars there. Yeah, I was going to say, was that like the A Squad there? Oh, yeah. B it was squad. the A, a Squad. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I actually have it pulled up here, Travis. You can actually look at it, but we won't we won't share it with the listeners. No. But, uh, yeah. On top. Uh-huh. That second match That's, right there. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the one I'm talking runner. about. Yes, it was. And it, it actually made news. And, well, once we get there, I can't wait to talk about it. But All right, yeah. And I didn't go to it in 96. I went oh. to my first house show in 97. Oh. So I, I can remember remember the buildup. So we'll, when we get there in time, hopefully. This, this was the last show I went to for a year because I was very upset mm. with the semi-main. I don't know how it took me so long. The first time I went was 97. Wow, that is a long time for you. Because you've been watching since. I I was watching it in the womb, dude. (laughs) I'm upset that my, my, actually, my, my father and my mother and my uncle and his wife at the time, they went to WrestleMania 8. Oh. And I was... Less than a year old. Well, but. probably a reason why you couldn't go. Yes, <laughs> I could have went to WrestleMania, Eric, and, and we're still holding out, out hope the that it is someday going to come to Lucas Oil. I am holding out hope. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think so. But unfortunately, the way WrestleMania has become these days, it's, it's a destination and it's an all week thing and, yeah. and everything, and they just don't see Indianapolis as a as a destination to go to so unfortunately if we want to see it eric we'd, we'd have to travel and chicago doesn't have a big enough arena to do it right yeah and you can't really do it at soldier field you can't do a soldier field i mean you could it's just gonna be really cold i'll pass really cold and I'll they did pass. it in new york one year i know but it was cold <laughs> i'll pass all right we are getting way down rabbit holes here let's get back on yeah, the track it's totally fine starting with our news totally here we fine. go news Weekly wrestling news, starting with the ratings. Last Saturday night's WCW Saturday night got a 2.2, which is very good. It's risen from what it was. I think it was a 1.9 last week. We talked about mm-hmm. how Saturday night's ratings going to be affected by Nitro. Yeah. So the fact that it's back up to a 2.2, again, this is a two. This was a two-hour episode. Last time it was only an hour, so that also could have been a factor. Mm-hmm. But the one everyone wants to know about Monday night, Nitro 2.4. Okay. Raw, 2.5. So a basic ratings tie. Mm -hmm. They basically tied. I think the difference was maybe 1,000, maybe 5,000 viewers, which in TV ratings is nothing. Right. That's just, you know, people changing the channel at the 
time they did kind of thing. Um, I'm actually trying to pull up the exact numbers here for you. Um, it was... I don't have the exact numbers, but uh, Nitro got a 3.4 share. Raw got a 3.4 share, too. So, like I said, basically even. Mm-hmm. It's basically yeah. even between the two. So, that was your your ratings. Now, let's get into news where Meltzer, the Melts, is going to talk about uh, the ratings as well. As he said, the second round of the Monday Night Wars was basically a draw, but he said WCW had the stronger show. Um Raw was taped once again, so next week's Raw, which is what we're going to be reviewing on this show, and Nitro will be the first time both shows have aired live against each other. Now, the word is that WCW security is confiscating plenty of pro-WWF and anti-Hogan signs from fans during shows. So be on That's, the lookout for those. That that is surprising that they're they're confiscating those already. signs already. Yeah, and Hogan is. Well, I mean, he's been in the company for a while mm-hmm. for a while now. But it's just crazy to me that when I was a kid, I just wouldn't think that Hogan, the fans would turn on him well, the way that they, they did. But they were. They were. And they, I think we mentioned it on the first episode of Nitro. There were two gentlemen who were in the front row, and mm-hmm. they had anti-Hogan signs. And yep. they were in the front row. Yep. Front and center, your first Nitro. Well, so. and I think it was either, it was one of the Nitros, or it was at Fall Brawl. When Hogan came out, there was booze. You could hear it. It right. was then the cheers kicked in, mm-hmm. but at first there was a little bit of boo. So, yeah. hmm. moving on, despite rumors, WWF is not currently discussing going live for Raw more often. The the production costs going live every week would be astronomical compared to the return on investment they are getting now by doing three weeks taped one week live. WCW doesn't have that problem since they're owned by a TV company, and since beating Vince McMahon seems to be WCW's primary goal. They're willing to operate at a deficit to do it. So no live Raws. We're going to talk about this week's both shows are live. It makes a difference. It definitely does. It does for sure. And you know, I I, I can see can see why you do that because you know if you're just an average fan, you don't look at it. It mm-hmm. does take a lot of money to go to go live and the stuff that is required to go live. Yep. So you know. Both companies clearly in '95 were not at the top no. of their of their powers and, no. and stuff. But so the, yeah. the one thing you have to remember at this point in '95, WWF is a private company. They're not public. It's all owned by Vince McMahon. Whereas WCW, owned by Ted Turner, got all that Turner money that they can use. Mm-hmm. So yep. that is a difference. Yep. Um, Speaking of differences in Ted Turner, WWF is now claiming that Lex Luger had a valid contract through January. So WWF not giving up on the Luger thing. If it was me, I'd say let's just move on. Like it's come right. on. But WCW and Luger himself have claimed that he was working in WWF without a contract, was free to jump to ship at any time. Luger um, saying that WWF literally put whiteout on his original contract and filled in a new date in order to make this claim. Now, WWF hasn't filed a lawsuit yet, but lawyers are reportedly involved. Word is that Vince McMahon found out about Luger jumping to WCW at the same time everyone else did when it happened on TV. From uh, here, uh, you know, there's legalities, stuff like that. Luger reportedly began negotiating with WCW back in August with the WWF's permission. But those negotiations fell through, so WWF believed that Luger was staying. Luger and WCW reached a secret agreement on August 31st, and Luger reportedly talked to McMahon the next day, but never told him that he had resumed negotiations with WCW and had agreed to a deal. Luger worked a WF house show all the way up to Sunday night before he appeared on Nitro the very next day. 
Right. How crazy is that? He was working in a house show the night before he walked out yep. on live television. Yep. Uh, on Nitro, and, and how about that? That Vince McMahon didn't even know, didn't know. about it until he walked out. I've heard, uh, that wouldn't happen today. I've heard stories from Bruce Pritchard on his Something to Wrestle podcast where mm-hmm. he's talking about this. Now, Bruce was actually, I believe it was in Thailand. He was somewhere out of the country, so he didn't see it. But Pat called him, and he, Pat Patterson was with Vince, and he's like, oh, Bruce, you were right about Luger. He's their problem now. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> so... <laughs> Bruce Pritchard, not a Lex Luger fan, as we found out. But um, I love the part where Luger is saying that they put White out on his original contract and just filled in a new date to make the claim right. that he still had a contract. If that's true, that is awful business practice. No, see, look, look, look. The date's right here. It's like you can see White out. And wouldn't that be like a, a crime? I, I would think that'd be tampering. Yeah. Some form of tampering, right. I have to think. Yeah, I would think. Uh, moving on, Vader. Is still suspended, but hasn't been fired yet. WCW has already sent a letter to the WWF informing them that Vader is still under contract, and any discussions with him would be considered contract tampering. So WCW trying to get ahead of it and saying, WWF, don't talk to Vader. He's still under contract, but I have a note about Vader in my review coming up. So mm. okay. very, something very important. If you mm-hmm. were watching, you would you, you saw it. Yep. Uh, also in WCW news, WCW has fired someone this week. They fired Steve Austin. Austin has been big. widely considered as possibly the best young wrestler in the U.S., but his career stalled in the last year or so because WCW doesn't know how to make new stars. Again, that's according to Dave Meltzer. Austin has also been in the doghouse of WCW management for the last year due to a reputation for not exactly keeping quiet about his disconnect with how he's been used. Austin tore his tricep in June in Japan and has been out of action since. He was about six weeks away from returning when he was fired. Now, Dave Meltzer thinks firing him while he was injured was pretty classless. Austin has reportedly been upset over the clickish nature of WCW and wasn't in good favor with Hogan and his buddies, who feel that Austin has no charisma and can't draw money. And since Austin wasn't really in the flare click either, he didn't have any power on his side. Dave Meltzer thinks that Austin will likely end up in ECW since he's good friends with Paul Heyman, but it would be a significant pay cut. He also thinks Austin could do well in all Japan because they need a new foreign star and Austin's the kind of worker who can get over there. Now, WWF is also an option, of course, and even WCW might take him back if he's willing to take a pay cut, but after the way they fired him, Meltzer thinks that they will probably be some bitter feelings there. Yeah, so. I think so. Steve Austin, uh, I don't think he ever drew. I don't think he has charisma. I don't know if we'll ever be hearing from him again, but uh, fired from WCW. Right, former yeah, U.S. champ, I, former I, TV champ. I, I, don't, I don't know if he'll make an impact later on, but, yeah, apparently can't draw money and no charisma. I do know that he will not make an impact. Spoiler alert. Oh, he does okay. not end he up on not. impact. All no. right, yeah. No, he doesn't, spoiler alert. This is this is a pretty significant 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 moment here here in time here and you would agree mm-hmm. that firing a guy when he was injured oh, yeah. is is pretty bad. Well, especially and send him via FedEx. I was gonna say that's not in the report here, but as we've heard from Steve Austin podcasts that he has done on his his podcast via FedEx over the phone, like right, yeah. can't even face him face can't to even face. face him face to face. That's it, kind of. You know, at least call him in because I think Austin was living in Georgia at the time. Mm-hmm. Just call him into the office, right? I'm sure he would have probably been a little bit happier with that, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's another thing in there that's hidden in there that he wasn't a part of the Hogan click 
mm-hmm. and he wasn't a part of the Flair Click. Yep. Or Flair Buddies or whatever. Right. So this just goes to show you the backstage politicking that is pre- prevalent in wrestling, especially in the 90s, of how you have to be in a certain clique, you have to be in friends with certain people to be able to stick around. And, and clearly, mm-hmm. you know, Austin was a, was a good worker. He, yep. He could do some good things. As in they the would ring, say, but he's a good hand. Yeah. He's a good hand. But I, I, it was a year ago at Fall Brawl, Austin was the U.S. champ. And you have to remember, Hogan came in about June of last year. By fall brawl, Austin was still the U.S. champ, but that's where he lost it to Duggan in like 10 seconds right. or whatever. Yeah. And that was the first real stamp of these are Hogan's guys mm-hmm. and they're going over. Yeah, that's and, a significant yep. moment there of Hogan, or uh, Duggan just steamrolling yep. him. Yep. And that kind of started his discontent. But, yep. hey, he's going to carry the, this fire firing, and that's this is a chip on his shoulder yep. that he carried throughout his entire career. Yep. and. I think made I him we who heard, he was. I hope we hear from him again. I really do. I hope I we see hope him we see him down the road. Uh, in other WCW contract news, Gene Okerlund has signed a new deal with WCW, which is said to be an even better deal than his previous one, which was already for two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus incentives. Now, between the Okerlund getting a raise and Austin getting fired while he's injured, several WCW wrestlers are pretty pissed off right now. So. <sighs> If you're a WCW wrestler, you may be a little uh, Gene upset. Yeah, Oakland getting more money. 250k. Yeah, that's what he was making before. Yeah. So this so one's he's even making better. More. Making wow. even more money. Why not? Right. Plus, he probably gets all the uh, the the one nine hundred number money. I would think that's so, the incentives part. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I, I did hear Eric Bischoff say one time somewhere whether it was a, on his podcast or. Is a three weeks podcast or in an interview before he said Gene Oakland was the hardest working man. I believe it. I believe it. You know, uh, I still don't think he would need that kind of money. But WCW, they're just throwing out money, and you can buy a lot of uh, margaritas. You can martinis. Sorry, yes, martinis with with two hundred fifty thousand. Yes. Other news, WWF is claiming that the buy rate for SummerSlam was a 1.0, but other sources say it's slightly below that. And I uh, reported last week, I believe it was, what the buy rate for that actually was, and it was not even a 1. So WWF trying to lie their way out of that one there. In AAA news, 16-year-old Pero Aguaya Jr. is getting a monster push despite only wrestling a handful of matches in his career. Now, he is the top son's top star's son um but that being said he's very good for a rookie according to dave and some within triple a think that he at by the time he's 17 he'll be another juventud guerrero who's only 20 he's one of the top 15 workers in the world he's also got a look that female fans have been going crazy for uh i know the name paraguaya jr but it's not for the right reason it was the right reason it was a couple years ago i believe he was the one who died in the ring Hmm. I think I think back 2016 or 17 maybe. Uh, it was in a match with Rey Mysterio in Mexico, and uh, I believe he passed away in the ring. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I, I want to say it was Paraguayo Junior. So apparently, there's official footage. I'm not on watching YouTube. that. I don't want to watch that. I don't know how that can even be possible. How yeah. YouTube hasn't taken that down? No but, kidding. Yeah. Come on. Uh, other Mexico news, the war yeah. between AAA and EMLL has gotten even more heated in recent months. So, there you go. Er, heated. 
That's the first first official war of the Monday Night Wars, right? Triple A and EMLL. Oh, yeah, it always first gets covered over. Yeah, it always gets Absolutely. covered over. Uh, and kind of some some funny news here: someone stole Jushin Liger's ring costume at a show recently, forcing him to wear El Samurai's outfit for a match. So, come on, there you go. Former NWA champion Tatsumi Fujinami held a press conference to announce that he is starting his own promotion. So we'll see. First show is going to happen sometime next month. So we'll find out about that. Uh, last week, I told you about Bill Dundee and Wolfie D having a backstage fight in USWA. We got a little more on that in the argument. Dundee reportedly pulled a knife on Wolfie D, which is why he was suspended and Wolfie D wasn't. It was only supposed to be a two-week suspension, but Dundee immediately went and started working for a rival local promotion in Arkansas, so he's probably done with USWA for now. Speaking of people done for now, Mustafa of the Gangsters was reportedly involved in an incident at a hotel for an ECW show where he apparently went nuts at the hotel and police had to come and drag him out. So, obviously, he missed the show. All kinds of good news. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it more a little bit later on in our ECW review, but there are two more Dudley brothers that have debuted in ECW. Uh, we saw one this week. The other one, I believe, we will get within the next couple of weeks. So I'm not going to say their names. Um, also, on a dark match, the Eliminators debuted, and they are not changing their gimmicks. So, there you go. Also, we had the debut of Rey Mysterio Jr. and Psychosis. I believe we will see that match uh, in a couple of weeks on ECW TV as well. So, uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. There's your kind of ECW news. Uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair in the news. He is having some type of eye surgery and will miss a few weeks, so he will not be on WCW TV for a few weeks, according to Meltzer, due to his eye surgery. And speaking of Flair, his Gold's Gym... Uh, was destroyed by a recent hurricane and was apparently uninsured. And it'll be a major six-figure loss for him. You gotta have that insured, Rick. Yeah, what are you doing, Rick? What are you doing, man? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sabu is expected to face Jerry Lynn at Halloween Havoc in Detroit. Sabu will have his uncle, the Sheik, in this corner. So WCW attempted to get Bobo Brazil to be in Jerry Lynn's corner. Now, Bobo and the Sheik had the biggest feud ever in Detroit during their heyday. However, Brazil now uses a walker to get around, so he turned down WCW's offer. So... There you go. Ted Turner was in the news as he was reportedly overheard in an elevator talking to Jimmy Hart about how they, quote, really kicked Vince's ass with the second week Nitro ratings, which Dave says shows where WCW's priorities lies. They are more concerned about WWF than they are about keeping their own house in order. That's something we've heard for years about WCW. So, right. Uh, other WCW news, WCW has bought tons of advertising time on Rock radio stations around the country to promote Nitro, and even bought ad time on the Howard Stern Show, which is the most expensive radio time in America. So they're they're pumping hard. Mm-hmm. Nitro. Yep, going in on commercials on Howard Stern. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would do that. Uh, WCW is having a pay-per-view in November called War of the Worlds. Uh, there will be some sort of three-ring gimmick match with a bunch of outside talent being brought in. Uh, Hulk Hogan is expected to take a hiatus after this to go film a movie. Uh, in WWF, some house show news. A Montreal house show with Diesel defending the WWF title against John Pierre Lafitte turned into a major cluster because Pierre refused to do the job to Diesel. Now, this is an infamous story from this time backstage. Have you heard? Have you heard this one? I have not. Okay. Well, after being told that Diesel was going to pin him clean with a jackknife, Pierre refused to do this because he thought it would hurt the Montreal market because he is the biggest star in the area um, in Montreal, and it would hurt his drawing power there in the future. Pierre said he would walk out and was willing to get fired 
rather than eat a clean pin from Diesel. Now, finally, someone called Vince at home, and after a 50-minute conversation, Pierre and Vince agreed to do a double countout finish so that they could eventually come back and do a rematch in Montreal. Diesel and Sean were furious about it, saying Pierre should be fired. Now, Meltzer does note here that Pierre and Sean have had heat for a long time and that Shawn Michaels isn't very well liked in the WF locker room. Shocker. Anyway, Pierre said that he would do the job for Diesel anywhere else but Canada. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? Yes, I wonder if Bret Hart was sitting in the corner taking notes. He probably was. Anyway, they did the match. It ended in a countout. And afterwards, Shawn Michaels came out from backstage and got into Pierre's face, cursing him out, and they had to be kept apart in the locker room afterwards. Now, uh, this would eventually... I, I don't know. It, it, it devolved and and it became this, this huge thing to where uh, you find out that in, in the locker room when Pierre is talking to Kevin Nash, um, Diesel, Shawn Michaels is behind him making faces and, and doing stuff like this. So the click, not a big fan of uh, JPL. <laughs> so JPL. We may I have more it. on that. But... What is it with these guys and not wanting to do jobs in Canada? I don't know. I mean, like, Pierre Lafitte. Does it matter? Come on. You're not that big of a star. He is in Canada. Come on. Jeez, you can't even eat a clean pin to the WWF champion. So what? Nope. So what? Come Uh, on. Other WWF news. WWF did a tour of Florida, and it was one of the most disastrous tours in company history. None of the shows drew more than 1,000 people, Wow! and two of them were canceled for low ticket sales. Mm. Not only that, but Goldust, who we have not yet seen, mm-hmm. was cheered in most cities because when he took off the wig, everyone went, hey, that's Dustin Rhodes, and you can't boo a Rhodes in Florida. You know, I... Maybe it was a different incarnation of Goldust back then, but mm-hmm. I don't... Hey, I wasn't familiar with, with Dustin Rhodes before, but I don't know how you could tell it was Dustin. Oh, when he takes off the wig, you can. Can you? Yes, you can. Yeah. I don't know. He's got the dusty hair. Maybe a He's little got bit. Dusty's hair. Yes. Maybe a little bit, but... It was super curly back then. I, know. I mean, I guess if you're in Florida, you would recognize You would Rhodes, recognize it, yes. So... Uh, Tony Norris has signed a two-year WWF contract. Dave thinks they should send him to SMW for six months or so. Spoiler alert, SMW wouldn't be around in six months. Um, No word on what his gimmick will be. Do you know who Tony Norris is? I do not. It's Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson. Tony Norris. Uh, Tatanka. Remember we said Tatanka was suspended Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago? Didn't know why. Well, it's likely going to turn into a firing. Apparently, there was an incident at a hotel back in December that involved Tatanka and a woman, and she's threatening a lawsuit against the WWF and Tatanka. So, sorry. Sorry, Tatanka. Got to cut ties with you. All right, and now in the incredible, strange, craziness world of wrestling, here we go. Now, this is news from the incredibly strange wrestling promotion. Yes, that is an actual wrestling promotion. They've been running shows on Lollapalooza. All of this is quoted from Meltzer. I'm not making any of this up. It's a direct quote from his newsletter. Are you ready? Yes. All right. First, the first sentence, again, not making this up. The abortionist and Cletus the fetus have become a tag team known as pro-life and pro-choice. The two attempted to give female wrestler Jenny X an abortion in the ring with a coat hanger, even though she isn't pregnant. So right there, that is the most craziest, Mm. insensitive thing yet. Yes. It gets worse. The Ku Klux Clown, 
who was a wrestler, was managed by Harley Racist and debuted against Yom Ripper. Mondo Garcia, who's billed as the son of Jerry Garcia, faked a heart attack in the ring. Anyways, the show ended with J.R. Benson being knocked out by the rapist and being revived by his valet. After failing to revive him by rubbing her panties under his nose, she peed on him to revive him. Wow. And as Dave said, um, he says, don't try that maneuver at home. Mom will get mad. (laughs) Which I thought was kind of funny. Um, But Dave said, quote, some of that stuff must have been done somewhere, but I can safely say I'm glad whoever did it before didn't tell me about it. Listen, I wouldn't believe this actual stuff goes on either, except they send me the tapes after the show. Poor send Dave. Tapes. I don't want to see a tape of this. Yeah, I, especially especially in 2020. Yeah, it, it doesn't age well, does it? No, 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 it, not not at all. I don't think even then. Right, I don't know how then. you get how you think that that works in the time of '95. And I, but it look it sounds worse now. I think it's because it was Lollapalooza. That was the only way they were even able to get away with this stuff is because they were doing it at Lollapalooza, which is infamously known as being like I guess, yeah. a Wild West kind mm-hmm. of thing. But yeah. I feel bad now just talking about it. Right. Hindsight, maybe not a good thing to talk about, but we we report on the news here. Hey, it, it was in the news. It was in the news. So. I didn't make it up. I wanted to let people know what's going on. Yeah. All there right. You go. Speaking of not making stuff up and, and not aging well in 2020, how about some ECW? ECW. I think how Sandman said it at one night stand. ECW. With a cigarette in his mouth? No, it was after the match, so I think he was gassed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's gassed after a minute in the ring. He's gassed after his entrance. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Him and Yoko both. Yeah. We'll talk about Yoko. Anyways, so we start off this ECW. If you want to follow along, September 19th is the ECW we're reviewing. It starts off with a Cactus Jack promo. Yes, on the WWE Network. On the WWE Network. This is, and, and I, I talked about this with Travis off air, this, I think, is the best wrestling promo ever. Best ever. wrestling promo. It is the Kane Dewey promo. If you do not know what this is, before this episode, Travis had never seen the Kane Dewey promo. Nope. Travis? Nope. This was my first time. Tell me how you feel about it. Hey, it was a, a spectacular promo, mm-hmm. and Cactus continues the outstanding promo work in, in ECW. There was a lot of passion yes. in this promo, and just how Cactus delivers the lines and delivers everything. He's mm-hmm. great. He is. And I, I think that Mick Foley isn't going to go down, maybe not go down as one of the top five best talkers, but he's definitely the most underrated talker yes. here and definitely the best talker in 95. But as far as the promo, I don't know if I'd call it one of the greatest Ugh. wrestling promos of all time, but it's great. It's it outstanding. It is. And and you compare it to what else we're seeing at the time in 95, right. this has to be the best promo of the year. Because oh, yeah. nothing compares to it. Yeah, it definitely ha- has one of the best promos that we've seen on this podcast so far. And it's the fact that, you know, the whole premise, if you haven't seen this promo, I'm not going to talk about a lot about it because I want you to go search it out. And I want you to watch it. Um, but basically, he, he looks into the crowd and sees a sign that says, Kane Dewey. Dewey is the name of his son. Mm-hmm. And you don't find that out until later on in the promo. But what I what I love about this, and, and this is an art that I think is lost now in 2020 
if that sign is not there, this promo doesn't doesn't happen. happen. It's the pure organicness of the sign being there, which you could say possibly was a plant because I'm assuming it was sign guy, the famous ECW sign guy. So maybe it was a plant sign. I doubt it. Mm -hmm. But then turning that sign into a promo and using what is around you as that inspiration for a promo. You won't see that nowadays. No. And it felt real. You could, like you said, you could feel Cactus's emotion mm-hmm. in this promo when he's talking about as a father. Yep. Knowing that someone took the time. And remember, this is 95. So there is no internet. So do you know the research that the sign guy had to do to find out that Cactus Jack has a son and a family? Because again, 95, we're still keeping kayfabe, brother. Like we're, we're still. Right. You know, these are guys. They don't have lives outside the ring. Mm-hmm. And as Cactus said in the promo, someone took the time and the effort to put Kane Dewey on a sign. As a father, someone wanting to cane my son, that would that would piss me off too. Well, especially three-year-old. Yeah. A three-year-old son at the time. Same age as my son right now. Wow. No joke. But uh, another thing that, that Foley does here is he starts hitting himself yep. during the promo. And that's yep. something that, you know. Cactus would do from time to time, hit himself or pull out his hair yep. later on. Yep. And again, it just goes, he's just speaking from the heart, yep. speaking from passion, just comes out of Cactus during this promo. Yeah, outstanding for sure. And he's also trying to save Tommy Dreamer. He's trying to save Tommy Dreamer and, you know, t- tells Tommy Dreamer to pick up the phone and, and call call Uncle Eric and, you know, he would make the call for Tommy. Pick up, pick up the green suspenders. Pick up the green suspenders. And, <laughs> and you know, it, it's just, it's really good. And I put in my notes, this is the best open of an ECW show yet. We've had a lot of right. weird ECW it, openings. This, the intro is not before this. This no, is the first thing. this is thing, the first thing you first see. First thing you see. And then we get the proper ECW open video. So I think this is the best open of an ECW show we've had. We had the very first week, we had the 15-minute the long video clips of 14,000 different things going on and then we've had nothing but just the straight video then we've had matches but I think this is the best open for an ECW show can they continue on it we mm-hmm. will find out yeah uh, so definitely I think we both can can agree to go out and look up yes. this this promo here this promo. From, from Cactus yep for sure because we can't do it justice uh, Joey welcomes us to ECW, a previous upcoming show, including Double Dog Collar. We get a recap of the Pitbulls last week, making the challenge that if they can't win, they will um, split up as a team. So uh, I think the one said, if he can't be a Pitbull, he'd rather be dead or something along those lines. If I can't be a Pitbull, I'd rather die. There you go. Thank you. Arr. We then get an update that Big Dick Dudley was run over by a truck. Oh, no. <laughs> and then we get a, a, a Big Dick Dudley and Dudley Dudley promo where they talk about he need, needed 10 pins, 37 staples, and 100 stitches uh, for the surgery on him from being hit by the truck. I forgot. The four spark plugs. Oh, and four spark plugs, too. I'm sorry. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> the, the Dudleys are not what you remember them, at least not right now. Not right now, no. It's, it's but, a little weird. But. They they talked about a big dick getting run over by a truck. Yes. They actually show a truck, like the aftermath of a truck crash. He actually got hit by a truck. Really? Yes. That's a shoot, brother. Yeah. I hmm. from all the research I've done, yes. Hmm. That's very very interesting. I didn't yep. know that. Yes. But they said that the truck is in far worse shape than 
10 pins, 37 dick. staples, and 100 stitches. Did you see the truck? I did see the truck. It was pretty I don't know if that was up. the exact truck that hit him. Hmm. But, you know, Dudley Dudley talks yes. during this promo. That voice that comes out of his mouth is not, not what... what you, no. Nope, not what I expected here. It's such a deep voice here. I don't know if he's, like, acting it up a little bit or if that's just how he talks in normal civilian life, but... I was not expecting that deep of a voice to coming out of that of that body of DD. Yes, crazy. Um, yes, I'm, I'm trying to look up information, but I I guess maybe it, he wasn't hit by a truck. No, no. Now in 2000, he would be involved in a truck accident. Actually, if you can believe that, he was involved in a car accident uh, in February of 2000. Um, the truck in front of him stopped suddenly, uh, and he had to stop. Uh, banged his head again. on the windshield during the collision, and his young son was also in the car. Both of them were banged up, but said to be fine. So, how weird is it that if that isn't true, that they were talking about how he was in a truck accident, and then years later, five years later, he's in a truck happens. accident. Yep. <laughs> we then get a Tommy Dreamer promo on Cactus, and this is kind of Dreamer's response to all of these Cactus promos that we've seen. Um, he says he is sorry about Cactus's uncle Willie. Um, which is a nice callback that I appreciated. Uh, Dreamer says that Cactus is lying to the people. Uh, he says that Cactus doesn't call him, even though he's saying he calls him. Uh, Dreamer says that everything Cactus has right now is because of hardcore. Uh, and I put this as a very good Tommy Dreamer promo at this point. Uh, Dreamer's getting emotional. He's crying. Um, he says, to hell with Cactus. He warns Cactus you don't want to see Tommy Dreamer's dark side. He says he will die trying to change Cactus's mind. And then we get a bang, bang. Um, I thought it was a pretty good Tommy Dreamer bang, promo. Bang, yeah, yeah, super, super serious here for for Tommy Dreamer mm-hmm. again. Another promo of a guy just speaking, yep, speaking from the heart here. And the one thing I love that they do in ECW that you don't see in really any of the other companies as much is just that guy, no microphone, because all these stand up promos they don't have microphones, just looking right into the camera. Well, Cactus did. Cactus did. He have, had a mic. He had a mic for his. But even Cactus was looking into the camera. Mm-hmm. You won't see the uh, wrestlers in WCW or WWF really look right no. into the camera. No. Yeah, that's definitely something that ECW did more more than the others here. But, yeah, this was not a bad response here no. from, from Tommy Dreamer at all. At all. It was, it was, I thought it was a very good promo. And, the, and the, at one point, like I said, Tommy was getting emotional. And he even mentioned to the cameraman, no, keep going. Like, right. Like, you know. I, I thought that was very real. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, we then go to a Tommy Cactus Raven video package with puzzle pieces. I put this as very weird. I put, I wonder if this is on the actual ECW show or if this was an editing thing with WWE. Because um, we see the entire Cactus Dreamer, you know, everything. Very long. You see the Dreamer and Raven fought in a bar. And I'm guessing what made this so awkward to me was that there was nothing being said. It was all in silence. So I'm assuming that Joey Styles was talking over this and that there was licensed music behind him. And so because of that, they just took all of the audio out. Right, yeah. That, that's what I I also put mm-hmm. in my notes, that this was a very weird place, the video, very weird. And it did have generic music on it, mm-hmm. no talking over the promo at all. But it, it's kind of a, a nice little recap of, oh, yeah. of the feud of, of Cactus and, and Dreamer and Raven being involved as well. And I said, man, Tommy Dreamer, the fans really loved Tommy Dreamer pile driving Beulah, didn't they? Yes, they did. They yes, loved they did. that. 
I guess that's where he. I mentioned last week how his time with Dreamer is over as he is. I guess he pile drove Beulah, and everyone's yeah. like, "Yeah, we love him now." Yeah. And then also another thing to notice in this recap is that they show the moment where Cactus turns on yes. Tommy Dreamer. Yes, the crowd was shocked. Yes, they were. Today, if that happened, mm-hmm. they would have cheered Cactus for doing oh, yeah. that. Absolutely, but not in '95. No. You don't do that because that's a baby face yep. turning heel. Yep. And turning against a guy that you love. And not and only Tommy Dreamer. Turning against the guy you love, but joining up with this despicable person that they hate. Raven. Raven. Yes. But if that happened today, Cactus would have got cheered. Probably. But, but not not a ninety five. Well, he definitely would have gotten cheered because Raven wouldn't be booed. Raven would be considered a cool heel. He would be cool. So he yeah. would be cheered. Dreamer would be getting booed. Because he's that white meat baby face. Mm, I, don't know. I don't think he really got booed, but we also saw in this clip that Raven clipped one of Dreamer's hands. I couldn't see what he used, like, but he it looked like a pair of pliers that he just took right to one of Dreamer's fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ow. Right. I'm, whatever. Sacrifice. It, it was crazy. in the ECW arena. Uh, we then go to a Dudley promo again. Um, again, another Dudley promo. Uh, Dudley. It says on the graphic, Dudley is not just a name. It's a way of life. It is. It is. Apparently. Uh, Big Daddy has another kid. He was out in the Dakotas and went to the Indian Reservation, and that is where Dances with Dudley now has come from. Um, and then I just put at the very end of this, the Dudleys are scary and weird. Like, they're they're just scary and weird. I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I get creepy feelings. Like, and I guess that's what they're supposed to, right, you know? Yeah. But, like, they seem like the next-door neighbors who have trash all over their yard and you never actually see them coming in or out of the house. They're just always, you don't know where they are because you can't tell which one of the 14 vehicles is actually theirs that runs. So you don't know if they're home or not or whatever. They just, I get bad vibes yeah, off this the is definitely This is definitely who they are, but this is the vibe of the family on the edge of town yes. with a ton of kids that, that just run around and run amok of the uh-huh. entire, entire town. But yeah, we got a new... Dudley. New Dudley. Dances we, with Dudley. Dances with Dudley. We'll DWD. DWD. We then go back to Styles, who then makes a Jackson family joke, which uh, doesn't age well in no, 2020. Um, and says that the Dudleys may challenge the winner of tonight's championship match. So, leaving that open ended, mm-hmm. we may find out. But we then get a recap of the Pitbulls versus Raven and Richards feud. And here we go Raven and Richards versus the Pitbulls. Double dog collar. For the tag titles, the Pitbulls do not win. They must break up. Raven is out, though, but no Richards. Uh, Richards wants no part of the Pitbulls. The Pitbulls then make their way out with the dog collars, and Pitbull throws the chain to Raven, who is sitting in the corner looking pissed. And this, the Pitbulls also, I don't know if we mentioned it in previous episode, but mm-hmm. they, they come out to the, the music, the same music, as the intro, the so it's dubbed over, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, I noticed that that it's without the lyrics, but it's the same music that the intro has hmm. for for the Pitbulls. So I thought that was weird, and that that shows laziness on my part from the WWE editing department. Yeah, you know it does change 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 it. They took you know? the lyrics out. Well, that's a totally different song. Exactly, then. Uh, exactly. Beulah then gets in the ring. Beulah says that Richards broke his arm last night in the six man tag. So all Beulah wants to do is make the match two out of three falls to make it fair. I said, how does that make it fair? Because they would have to beat Raven twice. As opposed to just beating him once. So it it gives him an extra chance to be pinned and then still 
have another shot. But kind of in theory, it would mean like Raven would have to beat two guys twice. Yes. I, I understand what you're saying. And so. I think instead of Beulah saying wanting it to be fair, wanting it to be definitive maybe would have been better or something like that. I, I don't and, know. And maybe the reason, you know, we see Raven and Pitbull too, they're chained together. So that would maybe think that after the first fall, if it was going to be a two-on-one, that then after the first fall, Raven would hook himself yeah. up with the next. I don't know who you would go with in the third deciding right. fall, but maybe that's why she said fair, if that's what you're going to call it. Maybe it should have been elimination. Yeah. To where once, you know, she said, she could have said an elimination match to where once Raven pins one of the pit bulls, he's out of the match. Mm-hmm. But I guess because Raven's there by himself, you're putting yourself again behind the... Whatever. It's two out of three falls. Yeah, pit so bulls now agree. we have two out of three falls. Um, Double dog call. Raven and a pit bull. I think a pit bull two. It is pit bull uh, two. Square off. Uh, pit bull two gets an atomic drop, hits Raven with the chain, and then he hangs Raven over the top rope. While pit bull one, he just goes to the locker room. Yep, he's out. He's done. He's like, hey, you got this? You got you Our got career's Raven. on the line? Yeah. Right, you don't need my help? Let's yeah. go. Um, so then Pitbull 2 heads out after Raven, uh, hits him with a chair on the floor. Raven then gets thrown back in while Pitbull 1 comes back from the locker room with a beaten and bloodied Steven Richards. Yeah, Stevie Richards emerges from the locker room. He's already busted open. Yes. Already juiced. Already. Uh, Pitbull 2 gets a table, uh, a chair shot to Richards from 1. Raven then comes back. Powell drives Pitbull 2 through the table to win the first fall. So Raven and Richards up one nothing, And right now Raven looks like an idiot for doing the two out of three falls thing. Mm-hmm. Raven Powell drives PB2 through the table and we get a Joey Styles. Oh, my God. Uh, to be honest, I didn't think the table was going to hold them. I've seen right. so many videos of going for a Powell driver and right as they kind of get up in the air, the table just breaks. So yeah. I was really worried. There's no way that was... That was a real table. That was though. a real table. It, yeah, it really wasn't was. a game. It wasn't a gimmick table at no. all. No, and it kind of broke a little weird too. Yep. So, uh, so let me get ready for fall number two. Pitbull one beats down Richards. All four men are now in the ring brawling. Richards and Raven with a double DDT, but Pitbull two makes the save. Pitbull two now is a bloody mess. Mm-hmm. We're thinking a super kick by Richards for two. Raven and Pitbull two are on the floor. Another cover for two. Uh, Pitbull 2 is on another table. Yeah, he brings in another table because yep. that worked out so, so well, well for you time. last time. Yep. Joey Styles even points that out uh, as well. But yep. we'll see how it works out for him. Well, he's able to get off the table. Uh, champions are now in trouble as Richards is up top for a super bomb through the table, and Richards gets covered for the second fall. Mm-hmm. So now we're all even one apiece. Go to the third and deciding fall, and the crowd starts a big ECW yep. chant. Big ECW chant. We get a video recap of the first two falls. Raven then gets a uh, chair to Pitbull 2. A frying pan twice to Richards, now three times. Uh, Richards is in the front bowl, front row with Pitbull 1. Richards with a big chair shot. Now Richards realizes, hey, I'm bleeding. And he kind of goes on the attack, which I found very hilarious. I don't know why. But the fact that he's already been fighting for so long, and he just now is like, hey, I have red stuff on my face. It's been here for the past 20 minutes. Well, yeah, it's like I would think they would get in your eyes by this Especially, at this point. It wasn't a little trickle. Oh yeah, <laughs> His it was whole face was Yeah, red. whole forehead was was red and I would think they would feel differently obviously. I don't know what it's like to be you busted haven't gigged? open. No, I've oh. never gigged myself. Oh man. No. Nope. I do it to get out doing stuff at home. No. Nope. Just ask the young bucks about it. 
<laughs> they know what I'm talking about. Uh, Pitbull 2 and Raven back in the ring. Pitbull 2 gets another table. Uh, one in ri- So that's a third table. Mm-hmm. He's one for one. Yep. I mean, 50%, that gets you in the Hall of Fame. It does. So, it does. Uh, one in Richard's brawl on the floor. Raven then throws Pitbull 2 into the ref in the corner. So even in ECW, we have to have that ref bump. Oh, I can see the disappointment on your face with that. Uh, yeah. I, I think I'll have something to say say about it later. Okay. All right. Uh, the Dudleys then come out to attack the Pitbulls. One of the Dudleys jumped off the table, and it broke right. Like It didn't break, but the leg fell out right as he jumped, and it made it look not as impressive as what they were going for. Um, so now it's a four-on-two. Raven and Richards then hit double super bombs on the Pitbulls, but the Pitbulls no-sell it, get right back up, and hit DDTs to all four men. At this point, I put Joey Styles is losing his mind, mm-hmm. and he was. Yeah, that was a good spot there. <laughs> the Pitbulls immediately getting up after yep. the double super bombs, and then double double DDT to both mm-hmm. guys. Each had two two guys, and uh, the crowd was. You could see the disappointment on their faces once the super bombs happened to the Pitbulls. Like this is how it's going to end. Yep. This is this is how the Pitbulls are going to end as a team due to their own move, thanks to the Dudleys. And then nope, got right back up. Um, we get the super bomb to Dudley Dudley. We're thinking the super bomb to dances with Dudley. And Joey Styles says, Say hello to Tatanka. I hear he is looking for work too. Ooh. So uh with the story we just read yeah, a little bit ago, Joey Styles is Joey's in the note. Up on the up on the news and, you, and I notice Sign Guy Dudley has Dudley three sixteen. I'm telling you. <laughs> we had Flair three sixteen, Dudley three sixteen. I'm starting to lose faith in a certain person who was fired this week that he is as creative as everyone says it was. Nope. Uh, Pitbulls are in control. The crowd is on their feet. Raven gets super bombed, but the table didn't break, and he hit the edge of it and looked very nasty. Yeah, it did. Very He's supposed nasty. to go through the table and ends up hitting his neck more yes. than anything, and the table doesn't break at all. The ref is still down, but he crawls over, but Raven still kicks out at two. The crowd starts a pit bull champ. We then get a pit bull champ. Get another table brought in. So now he's two for three. That's sixty six percent now. I, I mean, the one didn't break though. Yeah, so I don't. So nope, it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, Raven has something that Beulah handed him. Uh, it's a rag. Raven with a rag to pit bull two. Joey Styles says it's ether. Uh, so pit bull two is now passed out. He is on top of a double table stack. Um, Raven with a leg drop through the top table, but the bottom table does not break. So then he elbow drops him through the bottom table. Yeah, the spot didn't look great. No, Raven didn't. had a tough time of maneuvering the the chain yeah. of the collars between them to even attempt to do this leg yep. drop. And then after all that work, after he adjusted himself, mm-hmm. the tables don't even break. Don't him. even break. No, well, we got to try again. Hey, he ended up breaking two of them. He did. He broke two. Um, but now they're saying that Pitbull 2 is passed out. So now it's Pitbull 1 versus Raven and Richards. We get a suplex to Richards from Pitbull 1. Raven's on the floor with a laid out Pitbull 2. Uh, Richards up top, but he gets crotched by Pitbull 1. And at that point, Raven unhooks himself from 2. But Richards is superplexed through the table. But Raven makes the save. So now it's 2 on 1, and Raven is unhooked. Right. Um, but he still has the chain on him. He just unhooked Pitbull 2. Yeah. <clears throat> All three men laid out, and Beulah then gets in the ring. Um, which was kind of awkward. I think she missed her cue. I think she was a little early on getting in the ring. Um, Paramex are then out for Pitbull 2. That's when Richard's ex comes out and attacks Beulah. We now know her as Francine. Attacks Beulah, but she gets DDT'd by Raven. 
So Raven, who is laid out, has just enough energy for one DDT, and he uses it on the girl. Yeah, he uses it EC on... E-C-Dub. E-C-Dub. uses it on, on Francine there. And yep. I think this is the... F- yeah, this is the first cat fight. Yes. Of ECW. Of ECW. And Joey Styles says it's a cat fight. Yeah, but not in his normal... No. He's like, it's a cat, cat fight. fight. Yeah, it, it's a cat fight. Like, he sounded very monotone about right, it. Right, yep. Um, Pitbull 2 is then carried out, but we see Tommy Dreamer walking himself down to the ring. He gets to the ring, hooks himself to Raven. Raven turns around, sees Dreamer, Dreamer who's doing the Raven pose, and Raven does a great sell of seeing Dreamer. It looks like Raven saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. And he kind of startled, and then Dreamer just goes all over Raven, attacks him, knee to the balls to Raven, DDT, Flips him over. One, two, three. Tommy Dreamer pins Raven. And there's a title change? Yeah, we have have new champs. Pitbull 1 and Tommy Dreamer? Yeah, my question is, is it Tommy Dreamer and Pitbull 1? Are they the tag champs? Is the Pitbulls? Mm -hmm. Who's... Who's the champ here? Well, Bill Alfonso is out in the ring, and he's going to explain it to you. He's going to help yeah, you out. This I noted this. This was funny. Uh, as the announcer gives his official announcement, Bill Alfonso makes his way down to the ring in long sleeves and all. Yep. And the ring announcer, when Alfonso gets in the ring, you can see him. He mouths, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yep. Yep. It's just funny uh, to I'll, see the announcer say fuck. Alfonso is getting the table out of the ring. He's yelling at Tommy. We can't hear what he's saying. Um, then he gets on a mic and says that Tommy Dreamer is dreaming. He says that this will not go down the record book, that he allowed two out of three falls even though it wasn't in the contract. Yeah, it wasn't in the contract, yep. Eric. Um, so Dreamer did not pin Raven. This did not happen. The match is over because the Pitbulls cannot continue. And Todd Gordon comes out. Uh, Gordon then pushes Alfonso. Todd restarts the match. Alfonso pushes down Todd Gordon. Uh, Big Dick, who came out with Alfonso uh, on one leg, gives a one-arm choke slam to Dreamer, which was very impressive. Oh, yeah. Um, and Alfonso at that point says the choke slam is allowed for tonight. The ban is lifted. And at that point, 911's music ah. hits, and Big Dick leaves the Big ring. mistake. And 911 gets in the ring, and Alfonso tries to talk his way out of it, but uh, can't. 911 has him Googled and he keeps pointing up and, and has him up and he choke slams him. Alfonso gets choke slammed. The place erupts. The crowd goes the crazy. The crowd goes crazy. The faces celebrate. The crowd chants ECW. Um, and at that point, Pitbull 2 comes back in. Um, he comes over the top rope. Uh, Raven and Richards then get set up for a super duper bomb where Raven, I think, was on Pitbull 2's shoulders and Richards was on top of Raven yep. in the corner. Powerbomb both of them, stack them both up. Todd Gordon counts the pin. We have new tag team champions. Mm-hmm. New champs. New champs. Super Pitbulls. duper bomb. Love it. The faces all celebrating in the ring to end the show. And this, I think, is the best episode of Hardcore TV that we have seen yet. It was the culmination of so many things. And so many things that we had complained about in the past couple of weeks. Like the Todd Gordon segment with Bill Alfonso. And now it was so long. And what was the point of it? This is the point. You had to have that segment to get to here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alfonso banning the choke slam with 911. You had to have that segment to get here. Yeah. And Tommy Dreamer and Raven and, and everything. It all culminated beautifully. And the crowd wanted it. Like mm-hmm. everything they did, the crowd wanted. Yep. And I think this was one of the best shows we have seen yet, period. This match. Well, I don't know you said the show. But the whole it, show. You throw in the Cactus yeah. promo, the Dreamer promo, 
the Dudley stuff, I'll take it or leave it because it was short. Yeah. But again, you had to have that stuff to get to the Dudleys coming out here mm-hmm. because the Dudleys interfered in this match. So you had to do something to show right. why who was, they are, why, why they're was, there. Why was Big Dick Dudley yes. with a crutch? With the crutch. You, you yeah. had to show all that. And I think as a show, top to bottom, this is one of the best shows of ECW we've seen and one of the best shows we've seen, period, on this podcast. Yeah, this is definitely a good match. Throwing in the stipulation mm-hmm. of the two out of three falls definitely made it more cooler. And, yeah, like you said, it was a, they tied up all the loose ends, and the crowd was definitely in, in favor of it. But I do kind of have a okay. critique yes, please. of it. Why, why do the ref bump? If you're in ECW, to have the Dudleys come out, it doesn't make any sense. This is a double dog mm-hmm. collar match. Mm-hmm. It should be a no disqualification, anyways. I don't think, in hindsight, I don't think the ref bump was for the Dudleys to come out. The ref bump was so when Raven got super bombed through the table, he had an excuse for why he kicked out. Because if you don't do that ref bump and Raven kicks out at two, the pit bulls are nothing. Yeah. So having the ref down and crawling and wasting that time and then counting and then kicking out, that gives the pit bulls an out as to why their finishing move mm-hmm. didn't work on Raven through a table. Okay. That's why I think the ref bump was there. I think All the right. Dudleys coming out was, wasn't necessarily because the ref was down. I think they were going to come out anyways. Okay. I think the ref bump was more for the fact that it would protect the pit bulls uh, a little more. Okay. Yeah. I, I can see that. Because I, I agree with I you the that. first time I watched it. And then I watched it again, and I'm like, that's why. It's for whenever the pit bulls do the, the super bomb to Raven through the table that didn't break, and it looked nasty. That should have been the finish. Mm-hmm. But because the ref was down, he was slow getting over, it gives the pit bull an excuse for why their finishing move didn't work. And okay. I, I, I can see that now, mm-hmm. now that we talked about it and, and worked it out. It out. Talked yep. it out. Yep. Uh um still more complaints please go ahead um, i'll try to, i'll try to defend them <laughs> case in case you don't know uh, this i am a fan of ecw i am a fan of this show so i will try my best uh too. bill fonzo is kind of right here yes oh yeah he's absolutely right i agree uh raven and yes. pitbull two first and it shouldn't and wasn't in the contract and that's important why even have contracts if it's not in the contract that it was a two out of three falls match. So Raven beat Pitbull two first. So the match should have been over right there. No, and here's why. Because Bill Alfonso in his promo, he talks about how it was two out of three falls and it wasn't in the contract, but he says, but I allowed it. So right there he is saying that he allowed it to be a two out of three falls match. So the argument about Raven getting the first fall and how it wasn't in the contract is invalidated there because Alfonso himself said, I allowed it to be two out of three falls. I okayed that. Still, if Raven and Stevie had, had the money, they could pull their money together and hire an attorney, and they could fight a contract dispute like that? I think because it was Raven who initiated the two out of three falls. I don't think you'd have an argument. It Raven. It was Beulah. Beulah said But Beulah that. said, all Raven wants is two out of three falls. Okay. So I think it's invalid because Raven's the one who wanted it. Speaking of invalid, yes, Raven unclipped himself from yes. Pitbull Two, mm-hmm. and I know it's a double dog collar, but that shouldn't be allowed. That should be illegal. That should be—I don't want to say a disqualification, but 
that there, the match should have been thrown out right there. There are lots of strap matches, chain matches, dog collar matches where the guys get unhooked. And that it's should be thrown out thing. too. This at least had a reason for why he was unhooked because Pitbull 2 was going on a gurney to the back. Yeah, it would have been difficult what for Raven. What would you Raven. wanted Raven to do? Yeah, Go drag with, him. Just walk with him? Yeah, drag him along. No, not a despicable heel like Raven. So, I mean, that's, you're getting heel heat with Raven. I like that. Yeah, so the match should have been thrown out right there. The Dudleys coming in and interfering again. The it's match no should have been thrown no, out right no there. And Tommy Dreamer pinning Raven the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. That's... That doesn't count. The match should have been thrown out right there because mm-hmm. Tommy wasn't originally in the match. It I wasn't in the that. contract. Yep, I agree with so you on that. he shouldn't have done it. And yep. I loved the subtle, this doesn't count in the record books, yep. that, that yep. Tommy yep. Dreamer beat, beat Raven. Raven. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I so love, that's good. I love that. And then the one thing that I hate about this is Todd Gordon doing the count. I hate when the authority figures like that do the pinfall yeah. and count the one, two, three. I so agree with you. Right there, Todd Gordon counting the pinfall. I know he's, what is he, technically the, the, the commissioner, commissioner yep. of ECW, so he's not a licensed official in the state of Pennsylvania, I'm assuming. So right there, the pinfall shouldn't count anyways because Todd counted the one, two, three. Now, I think, and I could be wrong, I'd have to go back and rewatch the footage. I believe the ref was counting along with Todd. You just couldn't see I didn't it. see it was the in ref. the corner. He was in the corner. I didn't see him. Okay. I agree with you on the Tommy Dreamer part. That Tommy Dreamer pinning Raven should not count. However, I think Todd has the authority to do whatever he wants. He can do what he wants. If he wants to count the pin, he can. So, now what I will say is that there is a certain company that is having a big tag match that should take note of what ECW here. In that when an illegal person is part of the finish of the match, the match should be restarted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of weird how this has lined up here. Mm-hmm. So this is a similar thing. This one works out well. The other one, well... Tell me who's watching who. Yeah. Just tell me. Who's watching right. who, Travis? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, o- I see the point. Overall, were you were you a fan of the show, of the match, oh, yeah. or... or, or... Are you disagreeing? Are you thinking it wasn't that great? Yeah, this was a, a great match, a fan, fantastic match here, and definitely, definitely worth worth the hype. And ending the show with all the baby faces, Tommy Dreamer, nine one one, the Pit Bulls, they and the ch- crowd chanting ECW to close out the show. Great, great way to close it. And we really hadn't had an ending like that in ECW. Yeah, usually it's the heels on top, or it's mm-hmm. you know a brawl or a video promo a video, or, yep. or something like that. But yep. having that arena. With the crowd, with all the good guys, overcoming right. the evil Raven, like, right, it's good, and and I, I thought it was good. Now, what I'm what I'm worried about is where do we go from here? Because mm-hmm. I didn't hype anything for next week. I have no clue what's next. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But I guess if you're a wrestling mind, you would think that hey, Raven and Stevie have a have a gripe. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll demand a rematch or, or something like that to try to get the belts back. Maybe, or, you know, or, it, or, or the could Dudleys. it be the Dudleys? Could yeah. it be the Dudleys? We'll have yeah. to watch we'll have to and see. find out. But speaking of watching, it was now time to watch WWF Superstars. Well, not really because it's not on the network. Get it going, WWE. 
Until it is on the network, I'm going to complain every week that it's not on the network. So just get used to hearing that. You didn't get my complaint this week about the music in ECW because it didn't really affect anything. Besides that, that video package, possibly with Raven and Dreaming. You didn't hear two cool Scorpio yeah. music. Yeah. So we go to uh, Superstars from September 23rd. It's McMahon, Jerry Lawler, and Jim Ross on the call. Uh, opening contest, Bam Bam Bigelow and Henry Godwin wrestled Kama and Tatanka to a double countout in 6.02. This would be the last appearance of Tatanka in 95. So uh, this would be it. The match got one and a half stars. Yay. Yay. It was just double countout. What what else do you want in there? Nothing right. nothing too exciting. Nothing to see here. Uh, Doc Hendricks then does a horrible Puerto Rican accent as he hypes Madison Square Garden card in two weeks. Bret Hart warns Jerry Lawler to stay out of his business, and George Steele is there doing his usual crazy shtick. So there you go. That's George a ma- Steele? Yeah, it's, it's uh, Bret Hart versus Guy's Yankum. Jerry Lawler is in Isaac's corner, and George Steele is in Bret's heart in the garden. Hmm. That won't be shown anywhere. It's a house show. Right. Won't be shown anywhere. Hmm. We then cut to Isaac Yankum shown flossing with a shoelace backstage. So As you do. As you do. We then get Hunter Hearst Helmsley pinning Tony Williams after the pedigree in 153. So there you go. The pedigree. I think that's our first appearance of the pedigree. We haven't yet seen Hunter Hearst Helmsley on our screen yet. But the pedigree is here. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is here. Yeah, we have. Did we see him on? Oh, we saw him at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. And he won with the pedigree. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, he did, however, uh, Hunter Hearst at the very beginning, uh, had something like a sprayer, and he was spraying it around the ring to make it smell better because uh, Henry Godwin was in the ring before him. Mm. So he was trying to make it smell better, which I yeah. like that gimmick. Yeah. That's good. Definitely. We then get a video of Gold Dust. He's sitting in a movie theater arguing that no movie star prior to him was immortal and they do not stack up to him. He promises to whisper in Bret Hart's ear, I'm not going to kill you. I just want you to do me a favor, and I want you to tell your friends about me. So there you go. According to the review, this is arguably Gold Dust's best vignette yet. I wish I could have seen it. Right, I was going to say. I wish I could have seen it. With that high praise, I wish I could have saw it. And then get Vince... Uh, he's prepared to interview Diesel and Shawn Michaels, but Cornette, Owen Hart, Yokozuna, and Mr. Fuji come out to crash the segment. Cornette warns Michaels that their days of holding their titles are coming to a close, um, which is wrong because their days, they're not both losing. Only one would lose the title. So technically, one of their days of holding a title is coming to an end. Not there because only one of their titles could change hands. But. Or maybe they're trying to leverage a double pin. Ooh. A, a pin and a submission at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also say, Cornette also says that Vince McMahon, and they just kind of go on about Vince McMahon in real hair. So I think that's a little jab at Vince, maybe. We'd find out later on that it is his real hair, but whatever. Uh, Michael then responds, uh, it's pretty lame. Um, he puts over the idea of how friendship will get him and Diesel through in your house. We then get a video that says, go to America Online to engage in a cyber chat with WWF on-air personalities. Yes. All right. <laughs> we then get Isaac Yankum beating Bob Holly after the DDS in 518. So, Isaac Yankum keeps winning. Um, the WWF is now billing Yankum as the world's largest dentist. Take that with it for what you will. 
We then get Sid beating Savio Vega via disqualification when Bam Bam Bigelow interfered in a minute 20. Yes, that's right, a minute 20. Um, this made Savio look really weak, which was very surprising since he has a pay-per-view match against Waylon Mercy the next day. After the bell, uh, Godwin comes out and gets the slop bucket again on DiBiase, but DiBiase runs away. Therefore, Godwin settles for slopping Sid. Sid then grabs a chair, loses his mind around ringside, causing all the baby faces to leave. And then backstage, he's throwing stuff around. Doc Hendricks then does more Madison Square Garden hype. Jerry Lawler tells Isaac Gankum that fans in Madison Square Garden love Bret Hart and that George Steele likely has lots of tooth damage from eating turnbuckles. And Yankum does not look pleased at this news. Great. Um, McMahon, Lawler, and Ross run down the In Your House 3 card and encourage the audience to purchase it Sunday. After showing Sid destroying a trash can, McMahon announces that Sid and Henry Godwin will face each other. And shockingly, this is very interesting, Lawler predicts that we will have new tag champions in the triple header. So Lawler picking the faces. Hmm. That's weird, right? Yeah. That that doesn't seem right. No. But we have no evidence uh, yeah. ourselves. Yeah. We don't, we we don't, don't know. know if that's actually I wonder true if they or not. were just trying to get every combination on air. Well, you know. There's one combination that they didn't say. <laughs> what would that be? Owen Hart winning the world title. Yep, that's true. That was never mentioned nope. at all. Oh. Cuz I guess that was a unfathomable idea. And we also um Next week, are you ready for for hot matches next week? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Barry Horowitz and Hakushi battle Skip and Rad Radford. Oh boy! And the British Bulldog squares off against Fatu. Bulldog and Fatu. Yes, All right. yes. So uh, can't wait. There you to go. Hear about those. Also, uh, this goes to our our new segment. Forgot it. Uh, the company flew in Jeff Jarrett and Adam Baum, trying to convince them to return to the company. Um, Adam Baum met with Bill Watts, but said he would prefer to leave rather than fulfill the remaining months on his contract. So, there you go. Adam Baum looks like on his way out. And Barry Dodinsky, you know, Barry Dodinsky, selling the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Oh. Yep. That's a shame. Yep. I know. Very upsetting for you. Mm-hmm. But that was that was your go home for uh, In Your House. Not much of a go home from Sound, what, I, what I heard. Sounds great. It's it's weird in this time frame because they're hyping more the Madison Square Garden house show than the pay-per-view. Well, yeah, you got to. It's weird. You got to hype the house for I MSG. Can't go, I can't go back to that time. Like, right. I just can't. Right. To me, yeah. house shows are nothing. Right. Yeah, it was a different time back in 95. It was. It so. was. All right. You ready for some WCW? WCW, yeah. Let's do it. Saturday night. WCW Saturday Night, not live. In fact, this is from September 23rd. Do you want to know when these tapings were done? Probably a month ago. August 21st. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Also, the Atlanta Braves were playing the Expos this night, so this is a special one-hour edition. Got to get that Braves-Expos match in. Yep, got to get that Braves game in. 95, they were hot. Probably a, a pivotal NL East matchup. Yeah, late September? Yeah. Yeah, very important. So we start off the night with an opening non-title contest as Sting, the U.S. champion, beat Lord Steven Regal after some heel miscommunication. So um, Sting begins to mount a comeback. Earl Robert Eaton runs out, but Ric Flair follows and pushes Eaton off the top rope, causing him to collide with Regal and allowing Sting to prevail. After the match, Flair tries to get Sting to embrace him, high-five him. However, Sting refuses to do so. They're interviewed by Mean Gene, with Flair making his case for why they make a good team. Flair even begs on his knees, but Sting still rebuffs him. So, hmm. Flair and trying to get Sting on his side. You know, he's dealing right. with Arn and Pillman. So, 
Uh, we then get an interview with Randy Savage. Oakland interviews Randy, uh, who repeats his criticism he had against Luger from Nitro, and he warns Kevin Sullivan that he is the king of being nuts. I'm not going to argue that. The king of being nuts or the king of nuts? King of being nuts. Mm. Randy Savage. there's a difference. Randy Savage would be the king of being nuts. Uh, Tony Schiavone then interviews Dusty Rhodes, who will be back on commentary for Saturday night next week. And I, I love this review because I was thinking my, my same self, why is this such a big deal? Yeah. Dusty's already doing commentary on some other WCW shows. Why is this such a huge deal? Is it because he's coming back to Saturday night, you know, on TBS and, you know, you go back to the 80s when Dusty was a, a staple on that show maybe? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just weird that they keep promoting it and they'll promote it again on Nitro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. In our next match, Johnny B. Bad defeats a wrestler named Chris Canyon in 245. Who better? Johnny B. Bad, obviously. Yeah. Um, Bad got the win, uh, like I said, after a bad mood. So there you go. Uh, Okerlund then interviews Johnny B. Bad, who says Sting is a normal man, and he is going to beat him for the U.S. title next week. However, TV champion Diamond Dallas Page and the Diamond Doll interrupt, with Page telling Johnny B. Bad that he is more worthy of receiving a title shot. Bad responds by saying that after he becomes champion, he will give Paige a title match. The Diamond Doll is happy with that news, telling Paige it is time to hit the gym. That again, we're we're I'm I'm reading a written recap of this. That seems very weird based on what we saw at Fall Brawl with the Diamond Doll and how she was very upset with DDP. Now all of a sudden he's getting a U.S. title match and she's happy. Let's go hit the gym. Like that it, it seems weird for the she story wants to be they were double telling. champ. I guess so, or maybe it's because it's more prestigious. Yeah. Maybe she just wants to be close to Johnny B. Bad. Maybe. Maybe. Drives the all the girls wild or he, he whatever does, that whatever song Whatever the said. word said. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luger then recaps how his appearance in WCW has created a lot of controversy. That's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge right there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he does not understand why Randy Savage hates him so much, and they will soon settle their dispute with each other. We then get Disco Inferno pinning Mike Cowery with a swinging neck breaker in a minute 43. Um, Disco takes his time to get to the ring, and the fans upset him by chanting Disco sucks during the match. So there you go. And then Cobra pins Sergeant Craig Pittman after the Cobra Clutch Slam in 33 seconds. So Cobra getting the, uh, returning the favor uh, from Fall Brawl as he came from underneath the ring and caught Pittman with the Cobra Clutch Slam. So Cobra was underneath the ring. Again, what I love about this, this was recorded at the end of August. Mm hmm. So this match is recorded before the Fall Brawl match. Yep. Weird. Yeah, very very weird. Match went 33 seconds and went on 30 seconds longer than it should have. I think it went on 33 seconds too long. Mm -hmm. I I agree. And again, I'll have the same thing on Nitro, because Craig Pittman's on Nitro, if you can believe it. I don't know if he's a face or a heel. I wish I didn't. I don't know if he's a face or a heel. At Fall Brawl, I thought he was a heel. On Nitro, I think he's a face. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know either. Don't know who who cares? We then go to WCW champion Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart doing a taped interview with Gene Okerlund. Hogan, who's sporting a neck brace, rants about being tired of Johnny-come-lately Hulk Hogan fans and rag sheets that know nothing about the business. <laughs> rag sheets. Hogan. Hogan gets back on track by saying that he is going to get his own monster truck, hook it to Giants, drag him around in circles at Halloween Havoc, and after he does that, he's going to beat the Giant in the ring. Oakland is baffled about why the monster trucks matter, speaking for hordes of wrestling fans. <laughs> right. I was just going to say that. It's speaking for us all here. <laughs> Thank you, Mean Gene, for asking yes. the question we all have on our mind. Right. 
Why do the monster trucks matter? Right. Jeez. Oh, boy. Well, that's it for your your Saturday night. Are you ready to do In Your House, Travis? I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? In in, Your House. In Your House. In Your House. Triple header. Right. It's just In Your House 3. Yes. They don't officially call it triple header. You know, sometimes In Your House had some of those cool names. Before we get going, Travis. Okay. There are dark matches before and after the pay per view. Would you like to before hear those dark, and after. dark matches? All right. Yeah. Before the match or before before the pay per view, we had Fatu beating Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mm-hmm. And after the pay per view, we had Goldust beating Bob Holly in twelve minutes. Ooh, twelve minutes. Ahmed Johnson beat Skip, mm. and the Undertaker beat King Mabel in seven minutes. Mm. This is all before the pay per view. No, the, the last three were after the oh. pay per view. Oh. Yeah, after the pay-per-view comes to the end, then we wow. get those three matches. Three matches. Dang. Well, you got to remember, this pay-per-view, if if you have not watched and in your house or don't know what it is, it's only an hour and a half long, 90 minutes, yeah. hour 45. It's really short. So yeah. to give the fans at the arena their money's worth, they had to do multiple dark matches. Yeah, I'd say That were say probably after... taped for some show, Action Zone or... Live wire. Yeah, I'm sure there was a reason that it was taped for some uh, reason. But. This this pay per view takes place Saginaw, Michigan. It had 175 thousand buys with 5,146 in attendance. Guess what? Lowest amount of people in attendance for a pay per view of the year. Hmm. Sixty two thousand three hundred ninety two dollars made at the live gate, which isn't bad, but it's still the second lowest of the year. The hmm. lowest was the first in your house, which took place after WrestleMania, hmm. which is headlined by Sid and. Kevin Nash. Yep, Sid Diesel. Because he has half the brain that you do. <laughs> yeah, that'll come. That'll come later. That that fire main event. Yes. Of Sid. And Can't wait. Diesel. So we get our opening video hype in the main event, and I believe the video calls Yoko and Owen the greatest tag team champions ever. Ever. Yeah. Todd Todd Pettengill is yeah. the voice over here. Better than the Legion of Doom. Better than the Hart Foundation. The Bulldogs. All of them. That's that's history, Eric. Oh. This is the new generation. Got we can't you. talk about history. Gotcha. Okay. Um, then we hear the In Your House theme, and I put, what an awful theme for In Your yeah. House. It was not good. Welcome to the podcast, and the bad <laughs> themes continue. That's this time, I, not in a good way, the In Your House theme. That's why I used the theme I did for our In Your House review, because yeah. it's not great. No. The graphics also weren't that great. Just the CGI of the, the whole In Your House, stuff like that. I know it's 95, but it didn't look that great either. So mm, I didn't mind that. Vince King and Jim Ross on the call. I think this is our first time hearing JR. He looks yep. so young, mm-hmm. so vibrant, full first, of energy. First appearance on the podcast for good old JR. Yep. And welcome, indeed. He doesn't say a whole lot on the show. Some matches he's more active than others, but definitely a welcome sight yep. to see JR here. Jerry Lawler says that Owen's going to be HBK, become the IC champ. And JR says that Yoko will beat Diesel, become the WWF champ. So, I put in my notes that he said that Yoko is going to win the Intercontinental title, too. I think he does in the match. Mm-hmm. I remember him hearing it in the match, but I don't remember if it was beforehand or not. Mm. We get right to our first match, which is a barn burner. It's the Caribbean legend himself, Savio Vega, taking on Waylon Mercy. And Savio comes out. He's got something shaved into the back of his head. It ends up being his hand. 
So there you go. Yeah, and I said welcome to 1995 with these two guys yeah. starting out oh, on a pay per view. Yeah. Don't know if this was the wisest choice. No, I wouldn't have put this match first, but I don't know what you would have put first. So yeah, exactly. Uh, we get a recap of when Savio made his debut earlier in the year, beating on uh, Jesse James and Jeff Jarrett. I think that's the only reason why that was put in there because they're technically both out of the company now. So. Of course you're going to put in video of them getting beat up, right? And in this clip, Savio's debut, nobody knew who he was. Yes, so he came through the crowd. No one really cared. He, do you know Savio Vega's story? No. He was a friend of Razor Ramon. That's, was, that's why he debuted. Guess, yep. I was going to guess that, you know, with the whole ties with Razor and Savio being called the Caribbean legend. And then we see Waylon Mercy come out. And Waylon Mercy is a taller version of Bray Wyatt. Hmm. I can and see that. I, I like the Waylon Mercy character. I really am a fan of this. This Southern gentleman. If if Bray Wyatt and Festus had a baby, it would be Waylon Mercy. Uh, yeah. Because Festus, when the bell rang, he would go nuts. And mm-hmm. Mercy is this Southern gentleman. And then once the bell rings, he becomes very vicious. Like he tries to give Mercy a, uh, Vega a handshake. Um, but Vega says no. He turns around, and then Mercy tries to attack him, but Savio Vega ducks, and we're underway. Uh, Vega with the advantage in the corner. Vega takes Mercy down by the arm. Um, yeah, Vince called it the most unusual arm drag. It was very that. unusual. Um, I noticed that every camera but the hard camera is very, very dark. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this back with us, every camera but the hard camera, they at, at this point, I think they got it better on as the night goes on, or maybe I just got used to it. But at this point, every handheld camera, they need to work on their tint a little bit because it's not good. The brightness is not the brightness setting. Maybe they had it auto on. I bet that's maybe. the issue. Yeah. King says uh, Waylon Mercy is a notorious slow starter. Notorious for it. Notorious. Yes, he is. <laughs> this is our. This is the pay-per-view debut of Waylon Mercy, by the way. He has not been on pay-per-view yet. Um, Mercy has a big clothesline, throws Vega to the floor, a few chops, a slam on the floor by Mercy. Uh, Mercy hits a very sloppy slingshot for two. Uh, we then cut to Doc Hendricks, who says that Owen Hart isn't here. Thanks for that update, Doc. You want to give us a little more? <laughs> the, the, the picture in picture yes. is uh, the shape of the two two houses. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, a bad touch. And Doc says, I hate to interrupt such a great match. <laughs> what match are you watching? I, when he said that, I wanted to know when this was pre-recorded. <laughs> because it wasn't now. Right. Yeah. Uh, Vince also said that he would, how would you like to open the front door to see someone like Waylon Mercy come into your house? I wouldn't be great. I said I would call the cops. That's a very valid I would call point. the cops if Waylon Mercy was at my front door. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Mercy misses an elbow drop, a sleeper by Waylon Mercy, uh, but Vega was able to counter it. I put, at this point, it is nice to hear JR in commentary, like you said, not saying a whole lot, but the little bit he does interject is very welcomed. Um, back to the sleeper for Mercy, but Vega counters with a big back suplex. Vega and Mercy are then up throwing haymakers with each other. Vega with a big boot, uh, spin kick by Savio for two. A bulldog by Savio for two. Uh, Vega with another pin, but Mercy kicked out. But I didn't think he did. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, clothesline by Mercy to regain control. A brain buster by Mercy for two, which even, I think, JR, or maybe it was King, who was like, look, Vince, a brain buster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brain buster. Don't see that 95 WWF. Mm, nope. uh, a back suplex by Mercy for two. Vega with a German suplex for two. Vega then with a spin kick for three. 
It's over. End came out of nowhere. It did. <coughs> and unfortunately, this is going to be a, mm-hmm. a theme throughout the night. Yep. But in this match, I was paying attention to really anything, <laughs> anything but, but the match. The action in the ring. Yep. I was very focused on this group of kids that were in the front row, uh-huh. probably teenagers, maybe 20 in their 20s. They were for Waylon Mercy in this match. Hey, someone's got to be. They were they were cheering hard, so the match ending was not in their favor. They didn't they didn't like it. They didn't like Vega Vega winning here and I'll take note of that through, throughout the night here, but as I did more research for the podcast, I realized that you know Waylon Mercy was mm-hmm. at the end of his career yep. here. He had some injuries, yep. so Vega did his best to to work make him look good. It. Yep, but yep. you know, so so now looking back on it, now I'm thinking, well, okay, maybe I shouldn't be as critical as Waylon Mercy as I was. But at the same time, you can criticize the company for putting it on pay per view. Sure, yeah. And what I am not a fan of. I mean, I was I wasn't a fan of this match to begin with. Then, after watching Raw, I'm really not a fan of the finish because mm-hmm. of something that happens on Raw. Yeah, I can see that. Why have this finish, and why not have in his debut Mercy go over? Right. And if if you're saying if your argument is, well, Savio needs a win because he's lost on TV the past couple of weeks. Great, put Mercy against someone else. Mm-hmm. Like I think this would have been perfect spot, and we'll talk about him a little later on. I think this would have been per- perfect spot for Waylon Mercy versus One Two Three Kid, because that's someone who mm-hmm. could have bumped around for Waylon and yeah, really put him have. over. And then you could you could put over the frustration of the One Two Three Kid a little more that he lost to this newcomer. Right. Or I would have sacrificed Barry Horribleitz, but well, of course you would have. That's just me. Hakushi would have done the same thing. Yeah, Hakushi could have worked. Yeah, you could have put him Hakushi against either guy. Yeah, Vega or Mercy, and still had a yep. better match. So because this is a pay-per-view, Travis, I have the star ratings. What do you think Meltzer gave this match? Quarter star. Yes. All On right. the button. On the, do you have the list, too? No. Okay. No, I don't. All right. I'm just trying to get it in the mind. I was going to go I thought about a dud, but. By the way, I, I need help. Doc Hendricks. Is it D-O-C or D-O-K? Because I have both. I don't know if they ever tell us. I have D-O-C. DOC? Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. So Doc is backstage with Jim Cornette and Gorilla Monsoon. Cornette says that Owen Hart is here, says he will be here, and Monsoon says the match will take place tonight. Cornette can find a suitable replacement. Oh, well, that's later on. I'm sorry, but nah. Gorilla says the match will go on. Cornette and Gorilla just arguing. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's, and the one thing that I found funny is that when the camera pans away from mm-hmm. the two arguing, Yoko and Fuji are just standing there. They okay. have no clue what's going on. I would have loved if they waved at the camera. They have no clue what's going on. Just staring out into space are Yokes and Fuji. Then uh, we go to our next match, which is another barn burner. It's Sid with DiBiase versus Henry O'Godwin. Hog. This is all about a rivalry of slop. From People a day ago. Slopped. Yeah. <laughs> and uh. I said, isn't this a bit strange that Owen Hart, you would think one of the most reliable right. guys right. to show up, yeah. is, isn't here, but Sid is? Yeah, no kidding. That's very weird. We are in September. I don't think that's softball season. So I think, you, I think you're more likely to have Sid here. What I'm more worried about is why Monsoon is not investigating what has happened to Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. He's the president. One of your wrestlers is not there. 
you may want to look into what happened. Uh, doesn't Cornette say, obviously says it here, doesn't he say that he, it's late, a late flight or something? Or He says late like flight, and, and it's said on commentary, a couple of different things. But Cornette, at this point in this promo, says that Owen Hart is here. And that he will be here. Right. So why not wait? Mm-hmm. Why not wait? If you're Monsoon, right. what's the big hurry? Yeah. The pay-per-view is starting. we got to have a main event. Then I would have said, all right, Cornette, if Owen Hart is here, then he will be in the match. If not, Yoko goes by himself. <laughs> Problem solved. Too bad. you got to be fair. Uh, oh, we'll get to fair. <laughs> so we get a video recapping Sid getting slapped and destroying stuff backstage from Superstars. And then Henry Goblin comes out, and his music is awful. It's just pigs. Pigs and him yelling to Huey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bad. Also, the referee I made note here has long sleeves on and it looks very weird. I don't know who he is or why he has long sleeves on. I didn't notice that. But he has long sleeves on and I thought, well, maybe it's the style of refs back in 95. They all had long sleeves. No, he's the only one with long sleeves. Hmm. And it really annoyed me. I didn't notice that. Because they're striped just like the normal. So. Right. Hmm. Uh, Godwin ducks a punch and said, Sid face first into the mat. JR says this is going to be a slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. Our first slobber knocker. Yeah, it's the first slobber knocker, and it caught King off guard yes. a little bit. He's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, the first slobber knocker. How Make about note. that? Make note. That's cool. History. Uh, good. Uh, Godwin then clothesline Sid out to the floor. Godwin with a suplex, but comes up favoring his back. Uh, Sid with a knee to the back. Godwin sends him to the outside. DiBiase gets a few shots in. Sid with a double handle off the apron. Uh, a second one back in the ring. Sid gets a forearm to the back. Uh, Sid has Hogg with some shots in the corner. Uh, Sid then gets a running kick in the corner. A second one. Sid's in control. Sid with a camel clutch. Sid with a double axe handle to the back. Again, cross face. Sid another camel clutch. This is an awful match. Yeah. it's, it's... Just reading it back right now, it's awful. Uh, it, it's not great, but one one funny line that that King has here, he asks Jr. if he knows the Arkansas state motto. To Jr. is kind of focused more towards Jr. And Jr. says it, I think, doesn't he? Well, he does. Uh huh. But he uh, says that at, the motto of Arkansas is at least we're not Oklahoma. <laughs> I do remember hearing that. And JR actually says, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's the land of opportunity. I think at that point, Vince is like, well, look in the ring. Look, Get off of us, guys. Uh, but just to let you know, the superstar line is wide open. Oh, thank goodness. It's wide open Thank tonight. goodness. Uh, Godwin counters, but Sid with another hit to the back. Sid misses in the corner. Godwin counters, starts to build momentum with a big shoulder block. Uh, Godwin hits the slap drop, but DiBiase pulls him off the pin. Sid then stops Godwin from coming in the ring. Now the two trade blows, but DiBiase trips Henry, and Sid hits the big leg drop to the back of the head, brother, um, and then Sid with the powerbomb for the three. It's over. Sid rolls Hogg out of the ring, and Sid and Hogg argue over, or Sid and DiBiase argue over who is going to slap Henry Godwin, but Bam Bam comes out, now Kama comes out, and Sid and Kama double-team Bam Bam, and DiBiase gets slapped in the end, and DiBiase is angry. End scene. Great. Ruining that, that suit that they were talking about on commentary yeah, for, no. for Deebs Poor there. Poor DiBiase. <sighs> it, you, it, was not, it was probably not fun getting slopped. It was probably not fun to watch this match. It was not. <laughs> I know it was. Imagine being there live. The kids in the front row? Yes. 
there for psychosid. They are there's some smarks in that front row. So yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing a trend of all some, the heels, some heels. But they won't cheer for all the heels. Oh, I'll say we'll that. Find out. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Meltzer gave that one? A dud. Half a star. He uh, rated it better than Vega Mercy. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I don't. I I may have liked Vega Mercy a little better. But slopping slopping Dibiase probably. Oh yeah, I probably up. gave it up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Doc is in the back with Cornet and Monsoon again. Um, Doc just looks like Cornet and Gorilla were arguing the whole time, and then just the look is, on Doc's face. Is this where he has his tie undone and like his shirt unbuttoned too? I think he has his tie undone for sure. When I saw him come on the screen, I'm like, wow, he has allegedly done a lot of drugs right now. <laughs> like he looks like he is. Like I thought he was high, and like he's imagining all of this. Like he's just like, <laughs> well. <laughs> Could be. But he just looks like they they've been arguing this entire Sid and Godwin match, and just goes, "What's your decision?" <laughs> like he's just exhausted. I'm What's done. your decision? No, I got Vince is yelling in my ear. I got other people to interview. I gotta go. Uh, Monsoon says the match will go on, and that Cornette can find another partner for Yoko, who for one night will be a member of the tag team champions, and they will have the opportunity to win the Intercontinental or World Title. So there we go. Suitable replacement. We then get our next match. Bulldog versus Bam Bam. We get a video recapping Bulldog heel turn. And then Bam Bam comes out. And I said, Bam Bam was just out here. Like, right. literally seconds beforehand. Why did he go to the back? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that would make sense why this match would be up next. Yeah. He's already out. So, nope. Nope. Face Bam Bam has to have his entrance. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I guess so. But he didn't. Because I think Bulldog attacked him before the fire got shot off. Uh, Maybe he did. Maybe he did get it. I don't remember fire, so. Yeah, I think Bulldog. I don't think he attacked him, though. Who cares? Uh, Bulldog gets a headlock and a big shoulder tackle. Another shoulder tackle takes Bulldog down. But before, when the match gets starting, that King takes himself out of the running for the tag partner for Yoko. Yoko and Jerry Lawler sounds like yep. a hell of a team. He, he takes himself out of the running. So. They can call themselves we the King of Sumo. We won't get that. Oh, man. Bulldog rolls to the floor. We then see Cornette talking to Sid. Mm-hmm. Sid and Yoko. Yep, oh. The picture and pictures back. Poor Sean. Can you imagine Sean having to work that match? If it was yeah. Sid and Yoko versus... <laughs> only, <laughs> like, Sean's like, I'm worker. the only one who can work. <laughs> the only worker in the match. <laughs> He's going to have to carry them. All of them. <laughs> Bigelow with a hip toss. Bigelow with a slam, but misses the elbow drop. Bulldog now with a headlock. Bigelow misses the headbutt, though. Bulldog uh, gets a big suplex to Bigelow, but Bam Bam back up with a pair of clotheslines. But Bulldog pulled down the top rope, and uh, Bam Bam goes out to the floor. JR then brings up the Dynamite Kid, which was really odd for 95. Shut up, JR. Yeah. <laughs> That's history. <laughs> it was like... He mentioned it for two seconds that Bulldog and Dynamite Kid were the most popular tag team he'd seen in a while. And it was like right when he was saying it, like when he was half through, I just imagined Vince on her commentary table just like hitting him in the knee. Yeah. Shut God damn it, JR. This is the new generation. We don't talk about history. Well, we don't talk about Dynamite Kid because he's an ass. No. So uh, Bulldog tries to suplex but gets suplexed onto the top rope. Uh, Bam Bam with a diving headbutt but only gets two. That's great for Bam Bam. One of your finishers, just two. Uh, Bulldog with a chop block while Bam Bam argued with the ref. Bulldog starts working on the leg of Bam Bam. Bulldog with a leg lock. Bam Bam back up. Hits an Insiguri on Bulldog, but Bulldog is up first from that Insiguri. 
it was a pretty impressive looking Insiguri from from Insiguri, the big Insiguri, and it was a good sell yep. by Davy Boy. He really did a good flip. But he was up first. The, yeah. Stay down just a little bit. Let let Bam Bam at least start making his way to his feet before you get nah. up. Bulldog then starts working on the leg again. Bulldog with a single leg crab. Uh, Bigelow with a big punch, but Bulldog's back up. Bulldog with a knee and a cover for two. Bulldog with a headlock. Uh, Bigelow fires up, like what I did there. I got fires you. Up and sends Bulldog into the corner. Bulldog goes for a slam, but Bam Bam lands on him for two. Bigelow counters a sunset flip, hits a falling headbutt. Bam Bam up top, but misses the moonsault. And Bulldog covers for a two. Bulldog then with a top rope headbutt for a two of his own. Bam Bam sent into the corner, comes out into the power slam for three by Bulldog. Bulldog gets the win. Mm-hmm. Nothing much else to say about that one. Yeah, British Bulldog gets the win here. What do you think Meltzer gave it? Quarter star. One and three-fourths of a star. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The kids in the front row were yes. for British Bulldog. Oh, those heel they were, lovers. They were not for Bam Bam. I think I know the one heel they will not cheer for. You think so? I think I know it. Okay. Well, well uh, we see uh, Godwin and DiBiase on the superstar line, so yay. Yeah, it's a dollar forty nine per minute in mm-hmm. the United States and ninety nine per minute in Canada. Yeah, it's open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Billing starts when the option is chosen. Must be eighteen or older and have your parents' permission. But they give the phone number, and we get the graphic saying yep. that the phone number is no, no longer active. active. I was very upset about that. That's disappointing. What I loved is I think DiBiase still had the uh, slop on him. Oh, yeah. You had it a whole match. Just go no. wipe it off. No. If I was the one running the, the Superstar hotline, I would not let DiBiase <laughs> in that room until he cleaned up. Yeah. You're going to stink up the stink. room for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long I have to work here? We're open 24 hours a day, pal. <laughs> right. Seven <laughs> days a week. I work for Vince. I don't yeah, get days off. Right. <laughs> then get another hype video for WrestleMania the special. It will be this Saturday night on Fox. Thank God. You want to hear an interesting tidbit about this that I just learned? What? So I was wondering to myself, self, we are at the end of September. Mm-hmm. Why are we airing WrestleMania now? Right. Six months later. Yeah, so much has happened. Why do it? Yeah. The reasoning is because it was originally slated for June Mm. on NBC. Mm. But NBC got cold feet, pulled out of it. Mm. But it was originally supposed to be in June on NBC, which I think would be much better for WWF at the time. But NBC pulled out. It would have been on NBC. It would have happened in June. Yep, yep. It's more recent than this. A lot has happened, you know. These hype stuff, yep. you see that Diesel and Sean are facing off against each other. Yep. So, and now they're tag team partners, which doesn't make sense. And Bam Bam's fighting LT, and Bam Bam's supposed to be a good guy. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of, of interesting, weird, weird things about it that I just don't like. But here's the thing they obviously know what they're doing. All right. Here's why the WWF WrestleMania special that's going to air on Fox this upcoming Saturday. Got a 3.9. Mm. The highest rated wrestling show of the year. Wow. Any show. That includes Clash of the Champions. Two of them from WCW. Beat both of that. New Japan right. had an Antonio Inoki special. Beat that. It beat everything. Wow. That's So obviously they knew what they were doing. Um, it tied the, the... There were two times that Raw got 3.9s. And that's April 30th, which probably would have been the show after... Mania or the show before Mania, 
probably after um, of April 30th, and then June 25th, they got 3.9 again. So those are the, the highest records, but uh, each of those had, let's see, uh, the first one had 2 million homes, the second one had 2.5 million, and this one was in 3.7 million. So, wow. so many more people watching this. Now, to be fair, WCW in August did do a Clash of the Champions, and the main event of Ric Flair versus Arn Anderson, uh, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson versus Vader did do a 5.0. Really good. So, that would have been the, the highest rate, but that show itself only did a 3.5. So, yeah, they obviously knew what they were doing, even though it was so outdated. Mm. Very interesting that it did so well. Yeah, it is. Mm. I, 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 I thought it was weird. Uh, Mr. Backlund's making his way out holding the dictionary. At least that's what I thought it was. But I guess later on, it's a thesaurus. Yep, it's a thesaurus. Uh, He's running for president. Yes. And he asks, (laughs) where's your lexicon? Oh, Mr. Backlund here. Well, Travis, where is your lexicon? He asked you. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, Mr. Backlund. I put, I don't like this. I have no idea what he's talking about, but the best thing about Bob Backlund, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he starts his promo, and he says, try not to exacerbate me, please. That sounds like something you do in public, or don't do in public. You know, Eric, I I wanted to educate you a little bit. Oh, I'm so glad. It is a, exacerbate means, it's a verb, Okay, and it means to make a problem, bad situation, or negative feeling worse. Ah. Used in a sentence, the exorbitant cost of land in urban areas only exacerbates the problem. Can I have the uh, the country of origin, please? I don't have that. Exasperated. I don't. <laughs> but look at this is so weird that it is spelled E X, but it's phonetically pronounced I G Z. Like what? There's lots of things wrong with that. Exacerbates me. But he says... Ah, I like what you did there. He, tr- he says, try not to exacer- exacerbate me, please. And Vince goes, I beg your pardon. That was funny. Well, Vince is just from North Carolina. He's just an announcer. He doesn't know big words. Right, yeah. I wouldn't expect an intelligent person like Mr. Backlund to use such a big so word. Like I'm that. wondering what Bob Backlund is doing here. JR reckons the same thing. Same thing. He says, you reckon he has a point? Well, he's out here to introduce Dean Douglas. Mm-hmm. And Dean Douglas comes out. We get another video recap of Ramon versus Douglas, uh, including the one, two, three kids involvement. And I love that Douglas is cutting a promo while the video is going on. Like the video is going on. Vince is talking over the video and we hear Dean Douglas in the background talking to the live crowd. Mm. Someone missed their cue. Someone messed up. Well, Mr. Backlund says that uh, Dean Douglas is from the University of Knowledge. Mm, UK? Yep. Kentucky? Kansas? The UK. Could be. Maybe he's from the United Kingdom. Maybe. Doesn't look like it. Douglas sounds sound like, like a European name. <laughs> no. No? Okay. No, I don't think so. I did like, there was one thing I liked about this, and that was I liked Dean doing Razor's intro. Yeah, I thought that different. was really good. In that, you know, here is my opponent. This is the man I'm going to beat. He introduces him, and he calls him the loser. The loser, yes. The loser, Razor Ramon. It's a good heel tactic. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, you you don't ever see that. No. So let me get our match. Razor Ramon versus Dean Douglas. Razor runs to the ring, and we're off to a fast start. I love how Razor 
no oozing machismo tonight. No. He he walks out of the curtain and then he takes his jacket off, chains, and he runs to the ring. Runs to the ring. Love it. He because he wants to kick Dean Douglas's ass. Yeah, and you see that. Yep. Uh, Ramon clotheslines Douglas out to the floor. Uh, a few uh, headlock head scissor exchanges, which I thought looked very nice, going back and forth. Uh, Ramon with a two count off a punch. I don't think I've ever seen a two count off a punch, but it was a heck of a punch. Uh, one of the best punches in wrestling, Razor Ramon. Uh, Douglas now in control, but Razor counters with a hip toss uh, over the top rope. We then get a video of Yoko and Mabel talking, and again, somewhere Shawn Michaels is praying, please no, please no. <laughs> Give me someone I can work with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, King says here in school he used to drink from the fountain of knowledge, and he says that Vince and JR probably just gargled. I did hear. <laughs> and that gets a chuckle from Vince. Ha, ha, ha. That's his <laughs> fake laugh. Right. That's his fake laugh. <laughs> You'll hear that a couple times on the broadcast. <laughs> that, that good old Vince laugh. Douglas with an arm ringer, but Razor counters with a top wrist lock. A few back and forth counters. Uh, Razor with a hammer lock, but Douglas counters. Razor catches Douglas with a fallaway slam for two. Razor brings Douglas in with the arm and paint brushes him on the back of the head with the, while he's in an arm lock. Razor in control with a few shoulder blocks. A leg drop on the arm by Razor. I put at this point that this match has become slow and very plodding. Uh, Douglas looking for a sunset flip, but countered by Razor for a two. Then Douglas counters it back for two. Razor with a clothesline for two. And I put in this, I think this is a valid argument. Why is the heel selling all match long? Especially a new heel making his pay-per-view debut. Right. Why is Douglas selling all match long? Because he is, at this point, he's sold the whole match. He's barely gotten in any offense. Right. It's I don't know. It's just Razor. Yeah, in control. Yeah, Razor's in control. Uh, King says that Razor Ramon's high school newspaper had an obituary I column. I did hear that, and I, and Vince said that would be rough. I uh, yeah, yeah, it would. No, no kidding. No Ninety five. Remember, yes. Mm-hmm. On the superstar line right now is Bam Bam Bigelow and the British Bulldog. Great. So call in. No. <laughs> Razor with another shoulder block, but Razor gets sent out to the floor. Douglas with a slingshot forearm to the back, which looked very nice. Yep. Douglas slam uh, with a slam on the floor. Douglas with a pair of knees to the back of Razor sends him into the steps. Douglas then sends him back first into the post. Um, Douglas now in control goes up top with a double axe handle to the back for two. Razor with a big punch, but Douglas counters with a backdrop with a hair pull for two. Uh, Douglas with the arms and knees on the back of Ramon. Razor trying to power up. He counters Douglas, uh, who gets to the rope. Douglas now back in control uh, with a slingshot splash to the back for two, which, again, looked very nice. Kind of like a Vader bomb, only he turned instead of just going straight up and down. Right, yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool there mm-hmm. by Dean Douglas. But shortly before he does that, King also makes another jab at JR and says that you were in grammar school so long, the other kids started bringing you apples. Wow. Ooh, ooh, King. And the one thing I noticed here is that the King did take a lot of digs at Jr., but Jr. doesn't really have no comebacks. No, he doesn't at all. So, you know, their chemistry is gonna develop over yes. time. So eventually, Jr. starts getting a little bit better back and forth once well, and Vince gets out of the way. But I, I just noticed that King was going really hard on Jr. here. Yeah, we're still a long ways away from King and Jr. Yeah. There's still a lot of hills and valleys we got to go between those two. Right. So, 
I would have liked to Jr. give a little bit more back. We are you ready to hear very get very sad, Travis? Is it going to be a while? We still have two years of Vince as a commentator. Oh, two years. Two Damn. years. Damn. I don't want it. Well, you don't like Vince on commentary as much as I. I enjoy him sometimes. Not all the time, but I enjoy him a little bit more than you do. Douglas with a reverse chin lock. Razor powers up with a nice reverse electric chair drop. Uh, Douglas, though, gets a cover off of that for two. Razor then starts to build momentum with a big discus punch. Nice suplex by Razor for two. Clothesline in the corner by Razor. Razor puts Douglas up top, but Douglas counters with a crossbody. Razor, however, rolls through for a two. Douglas then pulls Razor into the ref, so ref bump. And Mm -hmm. Douglas then hits a forearm. Douglas misses a second rope splash, and Razor hits the Razor's edge. One, two, three. Kid comes out and counts the pin, and Razor turns around and sees Kid, and I think you can even see a mouth. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? They kind of shove back and forth, and Razor just throws Kid out of the ring, and uh, Douglas rolls him up with the tights um, for the win. Yeah, what was one, two, three Kid doing here? Like, (laughs) counting the one, two, three? How well, did he think that that would even count? He's the one, two, three kid. He just thought if he was the one who counted the one, two, three, that's all he knows how to do. I guess one, two, but, three. It's in my name. What, I, what else do you want I, me to I do? Don't blame Razor here for being upset. You know he and the way he, he didn't see he didn't see the referee if it was a referee or not counting yeah, three, and yep. he just shoves kid right out of the and ring. the way he shoved him, aka threw him, right, was very hard. Right, yeah. <laughs> you would have thought that he owed him drug money. Yeah. <laughs> Or alcohol. Or alcohol money, click. (laughs) Um, Razor then throws Kid in the ring. The two shove and slap, and officials are out to separate them. And Vince wonders if the kid is with Douglas, while JR wonders if the kid is Yoko's partner. (laughs) So I guess we've clearly pointed out now that Kid is heel. Based on the commentary. He's turning that way. Based on the commentary, they're saying he's teaming up, and he's in. we'll, We'll talk about later on Raw. There's a, a big uh, uh, development, we'll say, mm-hmm. that the announced crew talks about with the one, two, three kids. So, mm. yeah. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of that match? Yeah, I was I was kind of hyped for it because it's got a lot of time, both on Superstars and on Raw, and it didn't live up to the hype. I was gonna say I think this is the first of our three hyped matches of the night, but this is. The one that kept my attention more than the other three. So I will say that. This one kept your attention better than the next two? No. I was saying that the Razor-Douglas match, the uh, Brett-JPL match, and the tag match main event were the three that had the hype. Right. On on TV shows. What I was saying was that the previous three matches that came before this this is the one that kept my attention more yes this one kept my attention much more than the previous three the kids in the crowd were for dean douglas oh that was the one i thought they would be against because they were kids they would have hated the teacher well like i said they they weren't really kid they're older because i didn't see any parents around right so they they were probably in their 20s probably Hmm. the one even had an a plus sign nice for for dean Douglas there. Okay, well, so. then I definitely know who they're cheering against. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you think Meltzer gave that? that one? Dean Douglas getting the win here. He needed it. He did. He needed it. Nice one for him. Uh, in his debut, unlike Waylon Mercy, who has to lose in his debut, mm-hmm. give Douglas the win. What do you think Meltzer gave that one? Yeah, two. Two and a quarter. Mm, I was going to go two higher, and a quarter. but 
Mm. We then go to Todd with a promo for the next In Your House, where we will get Taker versus Mabel, hooray, and the debut of Goldust. Yeah. Yeah. The debut That makes of me Goldust. want to buy it right now. Those two things, I'm sold. Doc Hendricks backstage with the Shawn Michaels glasses and hat, and at the time I was wondering... Why is Doc wearing the Sean glasses and hat? This is a Barry Dedinsky spot, but obviously Barry's gone from the company. Ah, so good God. Can't have him there. Doc um, Hendricks wants to let you know that the Shawn Michaels hat comes in small or large. Yes, and if you call right now, you can get a classic tape. Yeah, you'll throw in a VHS tape for free. Don't know what it is. The glasses are the ones just like Sean wears to the ring. That he does not wear tonight. No. And that he no. hasn't weared since we've been doing the podcast. Right. Yeah. I think he okay. might have came out what was it? Was it SummerSlam? I know he grabbed them from Barry at SummerSlam, but Barry was already out by the ring. Mm-hmm. I right. Think. Yeah. Maybe that's so. what it was. But call one eight hundred Titan nine one to purchase. But the phone number is no longer active. And yes, it's twenty nine ninety five. Way too much. Way too plus much. shipping and handling. Well the three ninety five shipping and handling. Oh goodness. That's what it was. It was twenty five dollars and the three ninety five shipping and handling. Too much. Too much for all of it. Mm. HBK and Nash come in. Uh, HBK talks about... I'm sorry, Diesel comes in. Uh, HBK talks about Owen being uh, missing, and he's like a crazy girl. And then uh, Diesel just cuts an awful promo, and I quit listening, and it's too insider, and they're, the click is running wild. But Diesel said, when all is said and done, the two dudes with attitudes will be the two... Straps with four straps. The two cats with four straps? No, he just two straps with four straps. Big Daddy Cool. Quit having him talk. Big Daddy Cool. Diesel. Why? (laughs) Why must he cut promos? Who said it was okay? Who said it's okay? The WWF champ. We then go to a video recapping the feud between JPL, that's John Pierre Lafitte, and Bret Hart. Bret Hart is backstage, and Bret Hart says that he is Captain Crunch. Yeah, he <laughs> says Captain, Captain Hook. This is Captain Crunch. He then says the jacket is a jacket. This was the whole promo. The, the whole feud's over. It's a jacket. Well, mm. you didn't listen to him afterwards. He says to some people, it's a jacket is a jacket, but it's not to me. It's special. Oh, it's special. We'll see how special it is at the beginning of the match. So you think it's like a throwaway line that he says the jacket's a jacket, but he says it's not. It's something special to me. So And then says Pierre's going to walk the plank. Walk the plank. Yes. And then Brett comes through the front door of the In Your House set. That which, was cool. Yeah. He actually was. comes through the front door yes. of the set. So I don't remember anybody doing that no. before or after. I think someone else does it. Maybe, possibly, but this mm-hmm. was the first time well, I remember I know, it, so it was kind of cool. Again, here we are in, in 2020. I know at the In Your House NXT, Johnny Gargano walked through the front door. Mm. I don't know if since then anyone has. Does that even count? I mean, I wouldn't count it, but I'm, that just, doesn't count. I'm just saying. No. I know someone goes on the roof of the house. Well, yes. But that's that's the only one I remember with the well, house. Yeah. And the, Bret Hart is out with Pop Gun Pyro. Of course he is. Vince, what an, uh, what an ovation. What an ovation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Brett starts out hot with a suicide dive to start oh the match. That was, that was a yes. nice nice dive by Brett. He actually overshot 
JPL. But. Yes, he almost overshoots him here, yeah. and it could have been a disaster yes. falling on his head. I was having flashbacks to Lita and Trish from Raw. Yeah, that's what she, it could have been. I'm like, oh. That's what it could have been. He, but yeah, Bret Hart, okay. again, starting the match off yep. hot here. He wants to get his jacket back, so he attacks JPL right away. He does. He's taking it to Lafitte. Love it. Uh, Bret takes the jacket off. He's got the coveted jacket, and he throws it down by the, uh, the timekeeper. Doesn't care about it. Um, just just throws it on the floor, leaves it there. Yeah, I guess I didn't see that. No, nope. but uh, Brett uh, with a counter um, and is in control. An elbow and a headbutt by Brett. JPL now clubbing down on Brett. Brett counters, comes up with a hip toss. Brett now working on the arm, which I thought was a bad move for a couple of reasons. For Brett to work on the arm, a your finishing moves, the sharpshooter work on his leg. B the entire match beforehand, they were working on the arm. Hmm. Because it was it was Dean Douglas working on Razor's arm, right? So pick a different body part. It makes more sense for him to work on the leg, but yeah. Uh, Brett with a pin for two, dropped toe holding an arm bar. JPL counters with a hip toss with a big clothesline. Um, at this point in commentary, Lawler brings up the jacket and says that Brett just discarded it off to the floor and didn't care about it. So I like that Lawler brought that up. I appreciated the the tiny attention to detail by by Jerry Lawler. Yeah, because it's something that I didn't even yep. notice. Um, JPL then with a chokehold. The ref, Mike Kyoto, counts to five, and the match. It's over. He goes one, two, three, four, five, and then JPL lets up on the choke. You already got to five, pal. End the match. Ring the bell. It's over. Yeah. At this point, I, I didn't know the rest of this is, is the rest of this is irrelevant to me. Doesn't matter. Match <laughs> is over. Match is over. Bret Hart wins via choke. Mm. Bret Hart wins by being choked. JPL gets disqualified. Yeah. Ref counted to five. I, yeah. You're supposed I to stop before that. the five count. Yeah. Uh, JPL with repeated stops to the abs. Brett counters with a roll-up for two. Brett with a few forearms, but JPL counters with a backdrop. JPL with Brett in the corner, but Brett counters. JPL moves. Brett goes shoulder first in the post. Looked very bad. Yeah. He really hit that post hard. He then, then he sends him back into the post as JPL. And I put at this point, we've talked about it, I think, on our, our SummerSlam episode. Bret Hart selling with his mouth open and the hair in his face is so good. Yeah. That's so good. There's, there's nothing some, more than Bret Hart than that. There's something about it. Um, Bret then gets sent uh, chest first in the turnbuckle for two. Bret counters with a... Did he go in the buckle, like my favorite? Yes, he did. Sternum first. Yes, he did. The Bret buckle bump. The Bret buckle bump. Well, we will see. Love it. We will see it later on in this Love match. It. And Vince can confirm that Dean Douglas and Razor Ramon are on the Superstar line. Oh, I am so, so glad he had to butt in on commentary for that. Call in now. This is this is a great match, and we're going to be interrupted by who's on the comment, who's on the Superstar line. Yeah, don't care, Brett. Don't care, Vince. Uh, Brett counters with a back body drop to the floor, but JPL landed on his feet, grabs Brett from underneath the rope, and throws him into the stairs. That was very nice. Right. Yeah. Um, Brett then gets thrown back into the ring. Brett now starting to build momentum, but JPL counters for a two. Uh, JPL with a side headlock. Hart powers out of the headlock, but uh, Pierre hits a back elbow and a leg drop for two. Somewhere Hulk Hogan woke leg up drop. screaming in his, what? in his house. Who kicked out of the leg drop for two, leg brother? Leg drop, dude. Leg drop's always the win, brother. Uh, back to the headlock. Brett gets out of the headlock with a sunset flip for two, uh, but JPL hits a clothesline to knock Brett back down. JPL with a sidewalk slam and a top rope leg drop for two. What? Top rope? Who does the leg drop from the top rope, brother? The top rope leg Still only drop. for a two. Wow. JPL signals for the cannonball, but Brett moves out of the way. Both men are back up. Brett with an atomic drop, clothesline. 
JPL, though, blocks the sharpshooter and sends Brent out to the floor. JPL then misses a slingshot front flip to the floor that looked very nasty. He hit with a thud. <laughs> right. Yeah, it did look kind of bad. But it, I like I appreciated the effort. Uh, Brett throws him into the steps. JPL then is sent face first into the corner, much like Brett does. So there you go. Your Brett Buckle Bomb becomes or Brett Buckle Bump becomes the Pirate Buckle Bump. Yeah. Brett with a punch, Russian leg sweep for two. So now we're getting Brett kind of going through his sequence, but he hits a small package for two. Brett with the backbreaker gets on the second rope, but JPL counters with a boot to the face. Um, JR then says that John Pierre Lafitte is tougher than a government mule. I did notice that. Yeah. 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 One of a JR, a JR a right there. Yep. Uh, JPL counters Brett with a running, rolling rock slam for two. I don't even, it was like a Samoan drop, but he, I know it used to be like the Green Bay plunge when Mr. Kennedy used to do it off the second rope, but mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. I just called it. Yeah. Yeah. For two. It was impressive. Uh, JPL catches Brett in the corner, but Brett uses the momentum to take down JPL for two. JPL with a pin with his foot on the ropes in the corner for two. Um, he then argues with the ref, but Brett hits a drop kick, but gets the bulldog countered, and he gets sent chest first into the corner again. Um, Second time in the match. Pierre goes for the pin, but Brett gets his foot on the rope. Brett then hits another forearm, but Brett gets countered. Um, Brett gets straddled onto the top rope. JPL was kind of in the ropes. Brett came running at him for like a cross body, but JPL moved, and Brett got straddled up on the top rope. Again, looked very nasty. Right, yeah, he kind of ping-ponged yeah. on the ropes there. It did kind of look weird. JPL misses the top rope headbutt. The two men climb in the middle of the ring, and Brett is going. Uh, Brett is trying to get the sharpshooter on the mat. He does. He rolls him over, has the sharpshooter. Brett gets the win. Um, I put at this point a very good match. Maybe the best match yet we've seen on this podcast. Ooh, best match we've seen so pure, far. Pure match. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think anything from Frawl Brawl has or anything WCW has done. Flair and Arn? I didn't like Flair Arn. Mm. It wasn't what it could have been. Right. I think this this was there was good storytelling. There was good selling. There was good offense. There was some different things you wouldn't normally see in a match mm-hmm. in ninety five. Yeah. And I think I think uh Lafitte is very underrated. This match was was far better than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Like if JPL was in this match, you'd think, well, this is probably going to be a crappy match. But Brett gets the most out of him. Yep. And he sold for him really well and really made Lafitte look like a threat. And I love that about Brett, that he made he makes his opponents look good. And then the ending here, this is a unique way to get to the sharpshooter, mm-hmm. one that I've never seen from Brett before. How oh. he was on the mat, he is like in a figure four, and then he gets up, and then he turns him over to the sharpshooter. Ye of little memory. They even mentioned on commentary, JR has, he says, we've seen this before. Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam, 91. Hmm. Perfect goes to drop a leg. He's got Brett's arms. Brett's laying on the floor. He goes to drop a leg. Brett counters it, but Perfect falls. They're both laying on the mat, and he puts the, the sharpshooter on, rolls him over, and sits up. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Definitely. Been a long time since I've seen that match. Yeah, it so. is a good match, though. So yeah. if you're looking for an older match than what we're talking about to watch this week, go hey, watch that one. I agree. This is the best match of the night so far. Yep, for for sure. It was a it was a great work match. I'm gonna uh, going forward. I want to keep track of this because I know earlier this year at the first in your house, Bret Hart had a barn burner with Hakushi. Mm-hmm. Now he has this match. Mm-hmm. 
Is Brent Mister in your house? Like, is he going to bring Maybe. the best match that he can because he knows that it's a shorter pay-per-view, that it's a cheaper price, that all these things. Because if you think about it, we saw Brett at SummerSlam. We haven't seen Brett wrestle since then. Right. So I'm wondering if if he's kind of looking at these in your houses as his, you know, if he's taking time off. I know he's been shooting, you know, Lonesome yeah, Dove. Lonesome Dove. But uh, I'm, I'm really going to pay attention to that as we go forward on this podcast of the next in your house that Brett's on. What kind of effort are we going to get out of him? Mr. In Your Mr. House. Mr. In Your House. I like that. I like that. And the biggest win of them all is Brett gets his jacket back. He Hooray. puts it He puts it on, celebrates in the ring. What I want to know is I want to know if this match happened before or after the Diesel JPL incident. Yeah. Because I think if this match happened first and then they went to Montreal... I think JPL may have an argument for for the countout. Yeah, yeah. Because I even though that. he lost here, he looked great. He did. He so. did. And speaking of that, HBK and Diesel. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine them in the backstage area? They're up next, and Brett comes by and says, "Follow that shit." I can't imagine that, and I can imagine Sean being Sean, going, "Oh, we will." I just got a barn burner out of JPL. Follow that, watch what I'm gonna boys. Do with, watch what I'm going to do with Yoko and Sid. Take that. Yoko and Mabel. Watch this. Yeah. We don't even know who <laughs> Yoko's partner is. That's how good we're going to do. Yes. And Doc is backstage with Cornette, and Cornette says that Bulldog is going to be Yoko's partner. And uh, I, I put in this point. So at this point, you have Bulldog and Yoko and Fuji, um, and Doc is there, and Monsoon is there, and Cornette is there. And I put it's kind of depressing that Doc and Cornette are the only two living in this segment. Yeah. Yep, that is a good point. That's kind of kind of made me sad for a tinge mm-hmm. of sadness for a second. Yep. But. That that is a good point. Didn't notice that at first. Where I didn't like his bulldogs immediately on the screen. You know, you would think that maybe they would pull him off. And walk in, right, yes. right. Yeah, now, that would have been cool. But this really should have been the most obvious thing all along. Yeah, because bulldog is already with Cornette already. So this should have been. I think an easy choice. I think Cornette's an idiot. Right. You know what he should have done. What. Go talk to Taker. <laughs> no. Or what? What you can I, add Taker and Yoko. What team would up. have been interesting is if it was Sean, he because he wants the world that. title. Because he wants the world title. Yeah. Ah. No, no. Not feeling it. No. Okay. Not feeling it. What they should have done was they should have like collaborated with DiBiase, tried yeah. to pull in Sid. Or Mabel, who doesn't have a match, because Sid already had a match. Yeah. And Bulldog already had a match. Right. Why not Mabel, who's fresh? Right. And then you get King Mo, which is another person at King Mo. Uh, Sir, Sir Mo. Mo. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Sir Mo at ringside, so that's three people at ringside. You could have had Kama. You could have had Kama. You could have had Tatanka. Oh, no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't have. No. could have had Dean Douglas. could have. Skip, nope. Rad Radford, no, no, definitely, definitely not. But Wayne Mercy, British Bulldog pulling double duty tonight. Pulling double duty. We then cut to the announce table. We get weird feedback on Vince and the microphone as Lunger Blaze comes out to model the beautiful triple header T-shirt. And I put the audio is awful because it's going through the arena. What right. is this? It's a Lunger Blaze. She goes from women's champion. To, to modeling model. the shirt. Yeah. 
$20.395 shipping and handling. Call 1-800-TITAN-9-1. And the phone number is no longer active. Nope. Can't call it. Sorry. And can't forget the free classic video cassette. Oh, yeah. She finds in the bushes. She finds in the bushes and she just tosses out to the crowd. Yep. Just tosses it to the crowd. Why not? I wonder what that video cassette was. It was blank. There was nothing uh, on was it, blank. probably. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, so here we go. Our triple header main event. HBK and Diesel versus Yoko and Bulldog for all the belts. Uh, heels are out first. Yoko kind of comes out by himself right. uh, first in front of everyone. And to the point to where I was like, where is Bulldog? Why is Bulldog? Yeah, commentary even mentioned yeah. that. He comes out first. I thought maybe it would play a factor in the end. Like maybe there'd be miscommunication between the two or, you know, Yoko maybe wasn't happy that Bulldog was his partner. Whatever the case may have been. But no, nope. Nope. The crowd pop for Sean. I think it may have been a little bit more than Diesel, but I think they were pretty close. Right. I think Diesel got the benefit of the hometown Michigan pop. Yeah, you would you would think so. You would hope so. Oh, I was going to ask. Was it Brett? Was it Brett? Did the kids cheer for Brett? Oh, I completely forgot. Yes. They ah. were for Bret Hart. Yep. They they booed JPL, and they were for well, Batman. I mean, hey, he's a thief. He stole the glasses. Who's going to cheer Right, that? yeah. Who's going to cheer a pirate? Who's going to cheer a pirate? Can't do that. Not until he becomes Johnny Depp, anyways. <laughs> he can't do that. Uh, as Bulldog is walking down to the ring, JR says he's had almost an hour to rest up, and I also said apparently he has enough time to switch jackets and switch yep. gear. Yep, yep. So he packs two. You always got to be two prepared. jackets. Well, he's probably prepared for Raw next night. Yeah, so that, maybe that's probably his Raw. Quite gear. possibly, but yeah. eh, I think he might have won wore the one he wore against Bam Bam. Yeah, against. Well, this could Taker. have been his Raw gear. Yeah, but he had to wear it because it. He was wrestling the next night, the next later on. It could, and uh, Sean comes to the ring. According to Vince, Sean is the most flamboyant, the most resilient WWF superstar in the world today. But yet, he's not your world champion. We'll talk about Sean and Vince and their weirdness a little later on in Raw. He's not your champion, but you're calling him the most flamboyant, the most resilient WWF superstar. But we're running on diesel power, Travis. <laughs> We're not ready to give up on the experiment yet. Nope. Nope. Unfortunately not. Uh, Sean and Diesel come out, like we said, and they get all the pyro. All of it. There's ring ropes going off. There's pyro from the ceiling. There's pyro from the ring. And I put at this point, I wonder who is going to win. (laughs) The two dudes who walked out or all the pyro guys? Right. You know, the the pyro's a little bit delayed on Uh Sean. Usually they get him with the pose. Yep. But it doesn't go off. Instead, it goes off a little later and... Well, it goes off when him and Diesel pose well, together. Diesel gets, yes. they they pose together, yep. and that's cool, yep. cool visual. Yeah. Sean was already upset because Yoko was blocking the camera for his pose. Right, yeah. He so even kind of motion. motions yep. and get out of the way. And Yoko didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Diesel what? has on his gear the dudes with attitudes. So does Sean. I didn't see Sean. It's on Sean's butt, yep. <laughs> I didn't even notice yep. that. Yep. But, but, yeah, they're going all in with it. These two dudes with attitudes. Sean and Diesel, because they're two dudes with attitudes, play rock, paper, scissors to decide who's starting the match. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, I, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's fun. They're having fun. It's Sean and Diesel's they're playground. They're making fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they, they're making fun. Yeah. 
Uh, Vince says uh, something about uh, the JR and King's predictions not coming true now. Yeah. That Onar <laughs> is out of, and King says, my prediction can still come true. Sean losing the Intercontinental title. And JR says, yeah, to Owen Hart. King, huh? I didn't say that. No. And I didn't say that. Later on, I, I think it was in the same conversation, JR says, I said Yoko's going to win the title, win the WF title. That can still happen. Yeah. So what does Vince mean that both your it. predictions are done? Right. No. Yeah. JR's <laughs> could still come true. <laughs> so right there, Vince spoiled the match. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Right there. Uh, Sean's going to start the match against Bulldog. Bulldog's in control early. Sean goes behind, but Bulldog stops. Some very quick-paced action back and forth that ends with a backdrop and clothesline out to Bulldog. Yoko then gets knocked out of the ring by Diesel. Um, And I put here, I expect to see a lot of Bulldog in this match. Yeah, I noticed Yoko looking huge. Yes. And not in a good way. Just looks huge yep. right here. Yoko tags in, and Sean waves off Diesel, and Sean then makes fun of Yoko and does the sumo pose. Yoko then does it back to Sean. They have a sumo share down, but Sean goes underneath Yoko's legs, but Yoko counters the back elbow that knocks down Sean. Yoko then with a big scoop slam. Yoko misses the big elbow, though, and Diesel tags in. Yoko does knock down Diesel. Diesel counters, however, with a clothesline uh, of his own and a big boot that knocks Yoko out to the floor. Bulldog with a shot on the outside while Sean had the ref distracted. Bulldog then comes in with a big suplex attempt but throws uh, him down. It looked like it was a botch. It looked like he was trying to get Diesel up, couldn't quite, and he just kind of threw him down. They try again, um, works better, gets a two count out of it. Um, I put if there's one thing I want in a night, it is two Bulldog matches. (laughs) Read into that what you will. Uh, Bulldog with a headlock. Bulldog gets the running power slam counter with some elbows and a clothesline in the corner. Sean then tags back in. Diesel slams Bulldog, and Sean jumps off Diesel's shoulder for a two. Sean, nice. It was jumping off his shoulder. It was decent. Yep. One, two. He got him. He got him. No new champ. New champ. No, no, no. no. Play his music. Play. Oh no. Sean gets crouched on the top rope. Yoko elbows him. Bulldog sends Sean into the steps. Yoko is now standing on Sean's throat. Uh, Sean sent up and over the corner. Yoko kicks Sean out to the floor. Bulldog with a slam on the floor. Bulldog then tags in a headbutt from Bulldog. At this point, I put Yoko looks so gassed. He looks. Yep. He's just laying on the top rope. He's just and he's just sweating yep. profusely. And if I'm not mistaken, well, I'll, I'll get into it in Raw. We'll, we'll right. talk about it in Raw. Uh, big bank body drop from Bulldog for two. Another headlock by Bulldog. Uh, Sean with a sunset flip for two. Cross body for two. But Bulldog hits him with a clothesline. Yoko then gets in the ring. Yoko with the dreaded death grip on the trap. Yep. The, the, the death grip. Yeah. Yoko, big headbutt, sets up for the bonsai drop, but Sean moves and both men are down, and the crowd starts chanting USA, and at least this time it makes sense because it they're does. both foreigners. Right. I'm okay with this crowd. If the face is a foreigner too, the USJ chant doesn't matter. Just saying. Yeah. No, not really. No. Yoko tags in Bulldog, but Diesel tags in as well. Back by a drop by Diesel. Snake Eyes from Diesel splashes the back of Bulldog. The hot tag the to hot Diesel. The hot tag to Diesel, yes. Gets business just picked up. Yep. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Another JRism. We're get, or He's in all of them because he doesn't know how much longer he's going to be on commentary. <laughs> right. right. I got to get, get all my shit in. Yeah. Sidewalk slam to Bulldog. Now all four men are in the ring. Uh, Davies sent twice into Yoko. Then Yoko fell on Bulldog, which had to hurt. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, big boot to Bulldog. Sean hits Cornette. 
but Yoko hits the Samoan drop on Bulldog. A super kick sends Yoko to the floor. Diesel then gets power slammed by Bulldog for two as Sean breaks it up with a top rope elbow drop. Sean and the ref are distracted as Owen Hart runs down. He comes off top rope. Diesel stops him, hits him in the belly, jackknifes him, pins him for the win. And uh, new tag champs, Sean and Diesel celebrate. The announcers are confused because Diesel was the champ, or Bulldog was the champ. Um, and then we get a video recap to end the show. Son of a bitch. Owen Hart was here all He's along. here all along. Tune in to Raw they to find out what this us. means. Tune in to Raw to see if your money was well spent. Owen Hart trying to pull the swerve on the two dudes without a tudes. Tune in to Raw. Oh, man. What would you give that main event, Travis? And what would you give uh, in your house overall? The match? Yeah. Mm, was it okay? Were you yeah, a fan of it? It was okay. It was okay. Uh, one and a quarter. Two. Ah, damn it. I was going to go two. two and a quarter. but Two stars from five. Meltzer. As far as the show itself, I thought it was an abysmal show. Right. It was long to get through, which is weird because it's a shorter show. But it just, those first three matches yep. just took it out of you. Yep, definitely would agree. Not interested in the first three. Disappointed in the Dean Douglas yep. Razor, but I'm okay with the outcome building up Dean Douglas. Yep. Um, the, the Bret Hart Pierre Lafitte match was was good. Yep, it was the best match on the show for yep. sure. And you know, I think we look at hindsight now. The the ending. Yeah. Towards the tag match here pretty soon on Raw. We'll talk about it's it. It's going to get dampered a little bit, but... A little bit. You know, if you bought the pay-per-view, the... I'm asking for refunds. The two big superstars, Diesel and Sean, they come away with all the belts. So I, I guess you're satisfied with that, despite them pinning Owen and the disappointing outcome. We didn't get to see the match that was supposed to be, supposed to happen. Yeah. What they should have did was... Was Owen really late here? Or I don't think just, so. Or was think, he actually just there? Yeah, I think there? it was just story. Okay. Because I know they wouldn't have done it, but they should have switched Bulldog with Yoko and had Owen and Bulldog. Oh. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense in the story. Right. But that would have made a better match. Yoko be the one match. who's running late. Yeah. Yeah. They would've, that would have made for a better match. It least. really would have. Yeah. Because at least then you would have had two guys who could work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was not a fan of this pay-per-view. I do not recommend watching it. If you want to watch the, the jpl Brett match, that's the one match to watch. The rest of it right. can go in the trash. Yep, I agree. I agree. Send it in the trash. And I think part of the reason why I'm so upset about it is because I watched this knowing what's going to happen on Raw. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. I knew what was going to happen on Raw, it made me really hate the main event even more. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk right. about that. Uh, well, you want to talk about that right now? Yeah, before we get to that, Please. the kids in the front row yes. were for the two dudes with attitudes. Go figure. Yep. Doesn't so they were me. cheering for Bret Hart and Diesel and Sean, but all the rest were heels. They like they liked the main faces. Right. I bet in the dark match they cheered for The Undertaker, too. I bet, but we'll never know. We'll never know. Never know. Never know. I want to know if they cheered for Goldust. That's what I want to know. Anyways. I guess not. <laughs> moving on. It's time for Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw coming to you. Well, before we find out where we're at, we have to 
first start off with a video hyping Undertaker versus Bulldog, as well as seeing a recap from last night's action, which I found very weird. And the recap of last night's main event, because we see the finish. Right. In video. In video, yep. Not in photo. Right. And I'll talk about it later on, but I'll, fine, I'll, I'll talk about it right now. I don't understand if they're having the pay-per-view replay to buy why they're showing so many video clips from last night. Mm-hmm. They do yeah. here. They do in the Dean Douglas. I think they do a recap of Dean Douglas and Razor. I don't get all of the video. Show me stills. That's fine. But if you're wanting to get people to order the, the pay-per-view I, it hurts in two ways. If you're wanting people to order the pay-per-view replay, they're not going to because you're showing them the highlights from all the main matches. Yeah. And if you ordered the pay-per-view, you look like a total idiot because you could have just watched Raw for free right. and seen the finishes. Right. Yeah, I agree with the, at least in this era, you do the still photos and yep. that makes and it. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that as well. Yeah, don't under don't understand the, the highlights here in video form. The... The hype is The Undertaker, The Vince calls him the greatest phenom in WWF yes. history, yep. versus the British Bulldog, the British turncoat. Bulldog putting in the work. Yeah. Three matches, Three matches in, two, in days. two days? Come on. Right. Uh, we, then, course. we then get a video of today with Cornette and Monsoon and Cornette's lawyer sitting down at a table, and we're told by Vince, who's doing the voiceover, that HBK and Diesel are stripped of the titles. And that Owen, Owen and Yoko are the tag champs again due to a contractual loophole um, because Bulldog was the champ, not Owen. So, therefore, the titles go back to Owen and Yoko, but they must defend them tonight. And I put what a weird start to Raw with Vince voicing over this video. Why not just show us the video? Why does Vince have to voice it over? I would have much rather have heard Monsoon and Cornette talking about this and going back and forth. And we'll see that later on. Yep. Why not put you, that here? You spoil the video. Yeah. Why not hype the video? Yeah, show us a clip. first. Right. Show me a little clip. Don't show me the whole thing. Yeah, and don't have Vince talking over yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly what I said in my notes. You hit the nail on the Boom. top of the head right there. Boom. About it's like Vince. We shot the scene mm-hmm. of these guys talking about it. Why are you voicing it over? Yeah, like don't just, talk over it. You or, shot it for a reason. Or just say you know we. There, something shocking happened earlier today. Right. We will get more into it later on. Mm-hmm. You know, it yep. involves the tag titles or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, very weird. I do have a comment to make about the raw intro. Now, this is the rooftop raw intro. We've had it since we started doing this show. Mm-hmm. But I just made note of this. I like that the very last superstar you see before it comes to the raw logo is Gold Dust, who is not even debuted yet. Mm. That I find. Awesome. That tells me where they're wanting to push that character when he comes in. That he right. is the last superstar you see, and he hasn't even debuted for the company yet. Yeah. Expecting big things. Big things out of Gold Dust. Or Gold Dust. So we're live from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sonny and Skipper in the ring, and Vince and Jerry Lawler welcome us and say they are waiting for their opponent, the returning Marty Jannetty. And Vince says, what a surprise. Oh, Marty Jannetty. Marty Jannetty back. I will say that Rocker's theme is yep. is nice. And I will Love say it. the crowd popped for him. Mm-hmm. The crowd was loud for Marty. Yeah, Marty almost trips. He does. Coming down the aisle. Yes. A little bit too overexcited. He's a little... He's, a little, he's excited. <laughs> you think? <laughs> 
Uh, Jerry Lawler says that Cornette got out of it thanks to uh, his lawyer, Clarence Mason. That will not be the first nor the last time we hear from the words Clarence Mason tonight. Yep. P- yeah. Pushing that name really hard yes. here. And one of the first things I notice a sign in the crowd Nitro ran out of gas. Raw is fueled with diesel power. Yay. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like how Lawler and, and Vince were doing a stand-up, but then there's just total silence while they go from where they were doing their stand-up to the announce table. Yeah. It made it for a very awkward very start of the match because the two guys were just kind of squaring off at each other, and there's just nothing there while they get set up with the headsets. found it kind of weird myself. Yeah. I don't mind it. Okay. Uh, Marty is in control early on. Drop down, leapfrog, two hip tosses, and a drop kick, and Skip goes to the outside. I do not like Marty in the black tank top. Right, that's either what I take said. it on or get a singlet. One Qu- of the two. Questionable attire here <laughs> from uh, from Mister Janetti. Yes, here it, it looked like he just found the top and like let's go with this. <laughs> I don't want to reveal that I'm fat now. It looks I'm like he was just called the night before. Can Very you get to well Michigan? Very well, could have been. <laughs> Uh, skip with some right hands in the corner, but Janetti reverses it. Nice back and forth that ends with Janetti back body dropping Skip. Janetti uh, then goes to the outside. Skip had kind of been going in and out uh, and getting hugs from Sonny. So Jeanette goes to the outside, hits Skip. Sonny turns around and hugs Marty Janetti. And then Sonny slaps Skip, and I bet uh, Marty whispered to Sonny, now I know what Sean likes you. So. <laughs> I would say, Marty, your former tag partner is going to get jealous a little bit. But I, I thought this was a, a, a funny, funny spot. It was. Right it was here. a good spot. It was funny a good spot. spot. And, you know, Janetti is going around the ring excited, and the crowd is yep. is loving him. So yep. Marty Janetti here. Yeah, they are. Uh, and I don't know if it's just because it's the first match of the night or or what, but the crowd's pretty hot here to start off things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked whenever they got in the ring from the hug incident that Skip throws a tantrum. Like, he kind of kicks around and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Marty with an arm ringer and a hammerlock. Skip dropped down. Sunny trips Marty, which leads to Skip getting a gun- gut-wrench power bomb, which looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Skip with a suplex. And we see Dean Douglas in the aisle making notes. And I put, how cool would it be to see Skip and Dean Douglas together? Mm, yeah. That would have been a it's good It's going train. to happen. Spoiler. It's going to happen in ECW. Spoiler. Hmm. If it would have happened here, that would have been great. Right. Yeah. That would have been very, very cool. Uh, Dean Douglas taking some notes, and yep. I cannot wait for the grades for this match. You're still waiting, aren't we you? We don't see. You're still waiting, aren't you? We don't see you? it, but um, I want to see what he gives it. I also put seeing Raw in such a small arena that has just a little tiny scoreboard. If you look, there's a, a permanent scoreboard that is in between the levels. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Yeah. That's weird than seeing an empty arena Raw. Like, it's just weird to see nah, it in such that's a pretty weird. No, thing. seeing Raw, the flagship, the 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 show that that helped WF and and carried the company in such a tiny tiny little place. Well, imagine seeing it three weeks in a row. It's a little jarring too. Don't remind me. And the same people in the front row. Too. How weird is that going to be? <laughs> Skip with a slam and another How leg. They get those seats for three <laughs> nights in weeks. a row. It's crazy. Skip with a slam and a leg drop as we go to commercial. Back, Skip's in control. Another leg drop by Skip for two. Brother, WDF using a lot of leg drops for twos. <laughs> Brother. Brother. Uh, Skip with a few lefts to Marty in the corner. Marty reverses but get ca- gets caught. However, he counters out with a German suplex for two. 
Marty then hits a big power bomb to counter a Hurricane Rana, I believe, by Skip. Marty with some shots and a big right to knock down Skip. Back elbow by Marty. Big knee lift by two for two by Marty. Crossfit by Janetti, but Sonny gets on the apron. However, Marty back drops Skip to the floor. Marty, however, gets reversed for two. Marty with the rocker dropper. No mention name of it, but that's what it was. It was the rocker dropper. Mm. Um, then Marty goes up top, hits the diving fist for the win. So Marty gets the win in his return, and I put, let's see how long Marty lasts this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time. How long? I, the crowd was really into it. it. They were. The crowd likes Marty with yep. the win here. And, yep. you know, so for that matter, that the crowd was into it, it wasn't a bad way to start the show. No, it wasn't. The one thing I, I noted, and it was more on commentary than the actual match, I'm very tired already of hearing the name Clarence Mason. Right. They, they spent a lot of time talking about Clarence Mason. Mm-hmm. For a character that is not going to ever get in the ring, Right. they spent a lot of time talking about him. Well, I mean... And I know why. Yeah. And you know why. Yeah. And it's because of what was happening in pop culture at the time. Right. At the time, the O.J. Simpson trial was going on. Mm-hmm. So WWF thought they'd have the great idea of having a lawyer character enter mm-hmm. the company. Right. An African-American yes. lawyer at that. He is an actual lawyer, but he was a wrestling fan as well. So mm-hmm. I uh, I appreciate that for him. Yeah. yeah. At so. least that's good. We then get another video from last night, and this is where I put it on understand them having the pay-per-view replay if they're showing so many clips. We then see Clarence Mason arguing with Monsoon from earlier today, and this is where we get the audio from that video from earlier. Uh, uh, it's noted that Owen wasn't the champ last night because of what Monsoon himself had said, so HBK and Diesel didn't win the titles. However, Monsoon agrees the titles will go back to Owen and Yoko, but ordered that a rematch will happen at some point, and that tonight's non-title match against Smoking Guns will now be a title match. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know how I could tell Clarence Mason was an attorney, right? How's that? His name is Clarence. Oh, that's true. So, like, that does that gets a take giveaway right there. Yep. You know, he has the suit, black suit. He has the big glass, big circular glasses. He's using the attorney lingo. And uh, did you or did you not say the office? The official's decision was final. Did you or did you not say bulldog? was an official tag partner. At last look, Clarence Mason still practices law out of Delray Beach, Florida. Delray. Which is in Palm Beach County. Delray. He will also... Are you ready for this? What? He will also show up in WCW. Hmm. Let's get ready I for that. I, I yeah. don't think I remember that. Get ready for that. Oh, it, we probably won't get there. Mm. It's in the year 2000. It's going to be a while. But because of Clarence's help... Cornette wins the argument yep. because of a, a old-fashioned technicality. But much like Fonzie in ECW, they have a legitimate point. Right. Bulldog was the champ, mm-hmm. per Monsoon's own words. Yep. They have an argument. Right. I got to yeah. agree with Cornette and, Mon- and, and Mason. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Yeah, and I like how they brought in, like, because that's something that Cornette would do. Mm-hmm. was bring in an attorney yep. to do the contract technicality. Well, and in hindsight, it also makes sense why on the pay-per-view, he kept asking whenever they do the backstage segments with Monsoon and Cornette. So you're saying whoever I pick is the champion for the right. night. And he kept making it very clear right. so he, he could have that for later on. Mm-hmm. So yep. good for what it is, it's not bad. Yeah. But I don't know if it's a great 
awesome story. But it just totally wipes out what what happened last night. Well, if if that decision doesn't, what's happening next is going to because it's the Smoking Guns versus Owen and Yokozuna for a tag match. Owen and Yoko are already in the ring in the dark, and I got scared at this point. <laughs> That's always a good mm-hmm. sign. Doc, the two are already in the ring. Doc then is in the crowd with a girl who's modeling the In Your House t-shirt from last night, whose name is Tammy, but it looks like Stephanie McMahon. Does it? I thought the face looked like Stephanie. Myself. I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't think it was her, but okay. her name's Tammy. Tammy. She's modeling the t- triple headed t-shirt. It's only available for tonight. In that bonus video cassette. In the bonus video cassette. Uh, two, and... Uh, I, I notice a couple of things at Yokozuna. He looks bigger, even bigger than yes. than the previous night. And the phone number is shown on the bottom of Still the screen. Unavailable. No longer active, and it's very good placement here for the phone number because it's hiding Doc Hendrick's boner. There you go, standing there. next to Tammy. Yeah, feel sorry for. Her. You know, I forgot how much shilling there was back in the old days of products and and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But I kind of miss it. I wish there was a 1-800 number to call to shop. It seems more personal to me. It's than, 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 But it seems more personal than going online. I want to talk to someone and place my order and tell them who they I'm a did, fan of. They did the shilling of the WWE shop in those great segments. I, I know, but I, I want to be able to call someone and tell them who I'm supporting. I feel like I'm helping them more. Yeah, I guess. Out come the smoking guns. Recap of the two teams facing each other at WrestleMania. Back in the matches, from commercial to matches, just already in progress. Bart and Owen going back and forth. Uh, Bart gets control, tags in Billy. Billy then with the arm. Owen goes out of the hammerlock and beats on Billy. Owen then with a kip up in the corner, but Billy stops and hits Owen uh, instead. Owen with a drop toe hold. Owen then tags in Yoko. Um, and Billy kind of looks concerned when o- Yoko tags in. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy hits a headlock. Uh, however, then he gets knocked down. We see HBK and Diesel watching this match like they care. Um, well, and they're actually watching it like normal human beings. Yeah. Sitting down. Yeah. Well, Diesel is. He's seated, and Sean's kind of huddled over him. But usually it's a stand-up watching at an right. awkward angle. That's true. And also, uh, King says that the smoking guns, they're emotionally scarred because they never got over the ending of Guns Gunsmoke. Gun smoke. Yep. You want to know why uh, Diesel and Sean were staring so intently at the TV and why we never saw it? It's because they're watching Nitro. Could have been. <laughs> That's why we never see what Could they're watching. They're watching Nitro. That, yeah, <laughs> special, makes sense. Especially Diesel. He's like, hey, a couple months. Yeah, look at all those guys making more money than me. <laughs> uh, Billy then uh, goes under Yoko's legs, hits two drop kicks and a bulldog to knock over Yoko. So Yoko's down, but he gets back up with a Samoan drop counter. Owen now in attacking Billy I on the floor. Yoko's Samoan drop. drop. It's so That's pretty. Cool. Yeah. Um, Yoko then is standing on Billy's throat. Owen tags in with a double headbutt with him and Yoko. Billy then gets out of the headlock. It's a sunset flip for two, but Owen comes back with an insiguri and a leg drop for two as we go to break. Another leg drop for two, brother. Um, but Owen's insiguri is one of the best in the business. Yep, it's very cool, too. That's it, vintage Owen Hart. It's so weird. The two people who I think have the best insiguris at this point in time that we've seen are Bam Bam and Owen Hart. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think Owen, <laughs> but, not, but not Bam Bam. Uh, Owen then with a neck breaker, cross body, but Billy rolled through for a two. Yoko tags back in. Yoko and Owen Double team Billy in the corner. Yoko with the trapezius claw again. The double variety, I believe, this time. 
uh, Vincent hypes the WrestleMania 11 Saturday night special. Um, the commentators are still spending this time talking about Clarence Mason. I put the whole commentary of this show is about Clarence Mason. That's it. They're not even talking about what's going on in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. Billy, yeah. Before the shilling of mania, uh, King says that Yoko wants to finish off the Cowboys <laughs> as quickly as possible and look for a sandwich. And look for a sandwich. And Vince says a sandwich, more like the whole buffet. Yes. Thanks. And while you're talking about and keep mentioning Clarence Mason, Mason uh-huh. and Vince says that he's not too fond of attorneys. Oh, I think you should be, Vince. Why not? Didn't Vince? you just get out of uh, jail because of attorneys? Same. He's not too fond of them. Billy gets to his feet and tries to fight out of the claw, but and, and does, but gets hit with a back elbow. However, Yoko misses the big elbow drop. Billy then misses a leg drop of his own. Yoko then misses a big splash. Both men are now down, and I thought that was an awful exchange. Now they kept going for moves and kept rolling out of the way. Like, hit something else to make sure they're damaged, <laughs> and then go for the big running move. Yeah. Kick him. Stomp him. Whatever. Right. Wasn't a fan of it. Uh, Owen tags in, as does Bart, and the hot tag to Bart, clothesline, uh, back body drop, Bart with a big press slam and a cover, but Yoko barely makes the save. I'll put save in quotation marks, because I think Yoko was late. Yeah, he barely got there. He barely got in the save there. Then all four men are brawling. Owen gets thrown into Yoko. Owen gets hit with the sidewinder. Bart goes for the pin, but Yoko tries to splash him. However, Bart moves, and Yoko splashes Owen instead. Bart gets to cover for the three. We have new tag champs. Holy crap. New tag champs, the smoking guns. Out come HBK and Diesel, and they congratulate and celebrate with the guns. And we see two guys in the front row wearing smoking gun shirts. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I made note of that too. Like, I want those shirts. Oh, I, I want a shirt. They looked ugly. They're brown. Know, they are shit brown. <laughs> but I kind of I thought that was man. I I would like to go back to those days. I wish I kept some of the old t-shirts I had. But hold on, smoking I'm, gun shirts. I'm love it. Uh, it was a father and son too. It was yes, presumably. I can't find you that one, but I did find you online a Justice for Bart gun shirt. Justice for Bart Justice Gun. Justice for Bart Gun hmm. in many different varieties. Well, and it was disappointing. I know this was WCW after the Fall Brawl pay-per-view. I, I'm really a fan of Johnny B. Bad, and I didn't find any Johnny B. Bad shirts oh, on Pro Wrestling Tees, so man. I was a little disappointed with that. I would have gotten one immediately after Fall Brawl. <sighs> That's how much of a fan I am of the theme music, but oh yeah, I but, want these smoking yeah. gun shirts. We get a video recapping the finish. Yoko throws around some ring steps, and I, I put at this point, so I guess HBK and Diesel don't get those title rematches, huh? Nope. Are they going to argue? Like are that. they going to argue about them? Are they going to say, hey, we want our rematch? No. No. No, no, no not. Probably not. This, I believe, and I may be wrong, but I don't think so. This is Yoko's final appearance for a while. Mm. So okay. this will be the last we see of Yoko for, for a little while. Mm. I think they use Yoko splashing Owen as the catalyst for getting him off TV for a little while. Yeah, Yoko just kind of goes off to the back. He just kind of walks back when they're celebrating. So He does throw the ring steps. Right. But, yeah, he walks to the back. Um, and I think we'll we'll see over the coming weeks about, like I said, Yoko and Owen. Um, yeah. But another couple things is that it's this is another... Visual pin mm-hmm. on Owen Hart. Yep. 
So not a fan of that. Nope. He took the pinfall loss last, last night, night yep. even though he wasn't technically in the match. So not a not a big fan. Not a big fan of that. And I didn't even mention my big complaint about that that pay per view main event last night. That is. Why didn't the ref restart the match? Once Owen is out there, you restart the match as Yoko and Owen versus Diesel and Sean, just like they did in ECW. Yeah. You restart the match, and then there is no lawyer. There's no loopholes. Nothing. Yeah. But obviously, they needed a way out. Yeah. They they needed This was a case where I think WWF put themselves in a corner Mm -hmm. in this cool match that sounded great, and then they kind of got to it and went, uh, who's winning and losing? Because you can't have you can't have Sean and Diesel having the tag titles. We, they can't have all the belts, right? And you can't have Diesel or Owen in their eyes lose their titles. Diesel or Bre- or Sean. Mm-hmm. So you had to come up with the schmas, but right, it was yeah. Great. They did. They definitely did book him in the corner mm-hmm. and so yeah this even more goes to wipe out the yep. finish of that pay-per-view and i guess this kind of is the story that yoko and owen weren't prepared for a title match tonight right so then they lose which i didn't like that because they were gonna face smoking guns anyways right so and then another thing that i noticed is that what a difference the two tag title changes we've seen on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> the Nitro title change with Harlem Heat and American Males, the crowd didn't react at all. Nope. But the crowd loved it yep. on Raw yep. for the Smoking Guns winning. But there is they a similarity. Both of them, at the start of the night, were not scheduled to be title matches. Nope, yep. Both of them came out of nowhere. Both of them were had legal jargle, you know, because the, the Harlem Heat won. They're like, oh, well, we'll find out on Saturday night if this is even going to stand, if Nick Bockwinkle is going to allow it or, you know, because it was Harlem Heat who challenged the American Males. And this one came out of legal garble, too. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did come out of nowhere, but it makes a little bit more sense. At least the Guns and Yoko and Owen had history. It wasn't just like a random team. I believe this would have been the first chance that the Guns had at a rematch. It could have been. So. We think in a video hyping next week as we'll see Brett taking on JPL, which we'll have to see if it's as good as their pay-per-view match, and Razor Ramon versus the one 2 3 kid again. Yeah, they show that graphic again. for JPL. He's wanted. Oh, yeah, I forgot the wanted. He's, the alias is the pirate. Yes. The crime. Great alias, by the way. Yeah. The crime is robbery in three counts, and the sentence is execution for again, the second time. For the second time. <laughs> Great. Uh, Great. We we then get uh, Doc with Monsoon in the entryway. Monsoon says that the Bulldog will face Diesel for the world title at the next In Your House, and that Bret Hart will face the winner at Survivor Series. Also, HBK will face Dean Douglas for the IC title, and Bulldog comes out while Monsoon is making this announcement with mm-hmm. Cornette, who just went to the back from the previous match. So a busy night for Cornette. Busy night for, for Corny here. And they also announced for In Your House, King Mabel versus Undertaker. Yes, that w- had been announced on the pay-per-view. And Doc says that could be a train wreck. Well. <laughs> so we're back from, Thanks, com- Doc. back from commercial match already underway. Uh, Bulldog's uh, on top of Undertaker, but Taker regains control. 
Bulldog in the corner getting choked. Uh, Bulldog with a thumb to the eye, but Taker comes back with a big clothesline. Undertaker with the arm going to elementary school, but Cornette shakes the top rope, so Bulldog arm drags him off the top. Undertaker, however, sits up and comes up with a big boot. Slammed by Taker, but misses an elbow. Bulldog then clotheslines Undertaker to the floor, but Taker lands on his feet, which is a classic Taker thing. Uh, Bulldog with a chop block, though, sends Undertaker into the steps. And I put, it is weird seeing dead man Undertaker selling his knee. Right. It was just weird. Like, I, I think the dead Undertaker, I don't think of him selling. And to see him right. hobbling and grabbing his knee is weird. Uh, Mabel and Moe are in the aisle as we go to break. Back from break, and Bulldog is working over the the leg. And Waylon Mercy is seen watching this match. And this is where I have the issue. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put Waylon Mercy in anywhere near a main event spot, which this would be considered a main event spot, he's watching the main event, mm-hmm. why have him lose to Savio Vega? Right. Yeah. I get your point here. I also got very excited thinking about a Waylon Mercy Undertaker feud. Mm-hmm. Not so much for the match, because that would have been awful. But the promos would have been probably pretty good. Did it, did it actually happen? Spoiler Thinking that it actually no. happened. No? No. Hmm. I don't think... Did it happen before this? No. Hmm. I don't think, unless I am mistaken, I don't think we'll see Waylon Mercy on another paper. Maybe that was the plan. I believe it was the plan. Before. Based on what we see here. Yeah. But okay. I think I don't think we'll see Waylon Mercy on another pay-per-view. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so either, but... I also put at this point, where did Mabel go? Right. He was just in the aisle. Where'd he go? He went to back to, for some food. <laughs> food, yep. Uh, Bulldog with a single leg crab. Undertaker trying to build momentum, but Bulldog counters. Undertaker gets out of the power slam with a back suplex. To then start trading blows. Undertaker now in control. It goes, grabs the arm, goes up top for elementary school and hits it, but he came down wrong on his leg. Undertaker then went for a back body drop, but Bulldog counters it with a very nice looking pile driver. Yeah, it was. And Undertaker kicks out. Bulldog with a suplex for two. Undertaker sits up again. Another suplex. Another two. And Undertaker sits up again. Undertaker has Bulldog goozled. Hits the choke slam. But Mabel comes back out. Mabel gets in the ring. Bulldog with a knee to the back sends Undertaker into Mabel, who hits a big belly-to-belly for the DQ. Bulldog then hits the power slam on the Undertaker. Mabel with a big leg drop. Out comes HBK and Diesel to clear the ring. Undertaker laid out. Owen and Yoko now are out too, but out come the smoking guns, soaped up, barefoot, ready to go. They're dripping They're wet. They're dripping. They have soap suds on them, but yeah, they yeah. still have their jeans on, right. which I was like, do you shower in your jeans? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the smoking guns would do that. And my thing is that they, that was the first thing they found, and they just <laughs> grabbed all soaped up and I would on. think that, but they weren't barefoot. They had socks on. They were barefoot, weren't they? No, they had their socks on. Hmm. I zoomed in on the feet. They had their socks on. I see. I thought they were barefoot. I think they had their socks on. Hmm. We're then getting another hype for WrestleMania 11, the special and a commercial. Back, and the Undertaker is back up on his feet. Uh, He shakes hands with HBK and Diesel. Then we go to commercial again. Then out comes Sean and Diesel. Which is weird. They're already just here. Now they left. They came back out again. Uh, at this point, it's very important we get Raw brought to you by milk because cookies and cream just sounds awful, mm. according to Vince. And then we see, we see Sean in the ring and his music's playing, and then we cut to Vince at the commentary table dancing. He's dancing. There <laughs> is a very weird relationship between Sean and Vince. <laughs> He's just dancing those music. And he is losing his mind. <laughs> then we get... <laughs> Video of Razor and Douglas from last night. So at this point, when when 
HBK and Diesel came out, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to talk about the tag titles and their rematch and how they don't want a rematch. They're happy the Smoking Guns won. Something. Okay? So then we get video of Razor and Douglas from last night. And then we hear, I believe it was... Lawler's saying that the rumor is that 123Kid is negotiating with Ted DiBiase. Yep, he did say that. So, he's a heel. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's talking to Ted DiBiase is a heel. Right. I wish I could have seen a video of him talking to Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice. Yep. But no. Cool. Instead, we go to HBK and Diesel still just standing in the ring. And they pose. And then we're done. That's it. What a weird effing ending. They do they do show the highlights of smoking guns winning the tag titles again. But yeah. My only thing is they had to run short. But yeah. Very weird. Had show. to. Because they didn't do like I said, Sean and Diesel don't do a promo. They don't talk. Nothing. They just stand there while the music plays. this is just a, an episode that maybe I didn't realize it before until just now. Like they're live. It's their first live raw that we've seen. So that's why I'm thinking maybe they ran short. They ran short and you, you get it that you want to get all of your stuff in Mm -hmm. and everything. And you don't want to end the show with, without a conclusion, but then you have problems like this running so short and it just looks because bad the way it ends to me. I'm thinking Sean diesel guns run out. Clear the ring. That's your end. Right. Seeing Taker shake hands with Diesel and Sean is not... That's not a good end because it doesn't lead to anything. Yeah. And then this is just... This is just awful. Yeah. It's very, very weird. Weird ending and... Very weird. I'm not a... Yeah. They haven't figured out this live TV thing no. yet. Either company. That's what I have a problem with. Both companies do this. They haven't found their stride yet. No. We're still working on it. No. See, that's where ECW had it right. Yep. They ended with the baby faces celebrating. Yep. But again, that's yeah, not live. Yeah, they had live. two baby faces. I know, but they had two baby faces celebrating, but they weren't. They didn't do anything yet. You know what else I didn't I didn't like and I didn't think about it until right now, and that is that the faces outnumbered the heels in the end. I don't like that. It should be even. Because you had the two smoking guns, you had Sean, you had Diesel, and you had Undertaker who got back up. Mm-hmm. That's five. You only had four heels, unless you count Mo, I guess. But and Cornette and Fuji, but they're not wrestlers. I don't see Undertaker beating up Cornette and Fuji. <laughs> Plus, they have Paul Bear, so we're still kind of off on our numbers. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that is that's it for that's our true. Raw. I still think it was one of the best Raws we've yep. seen. That ending was just really yep. weird. Yep, all for except for the ending, a really good Raw. Strong performance here from Monday Night Raw and Nitro has their hands full. Has their work cut out for yep. them. Will they will they rise to the occasion? We'll find out now. It's time for some WCW Monday Nitro. WCW Monday Nitro, where the big boys play, and here is my note. We talked about it earlier, way back in our news. Vader, not in the intro anymore. Replaced yep. by Lex Luger. Yep. He is replaced, so that officially means we're moving on from Vader. We, bon Vader. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. And I put here my notes live from... We don't know. We're never told. Yeah. We, I think we're there in was, South Carolina, but I'm not sure. I was waiting, and I, kept I was waiting. waiting for an establishing nope. shot or of some sort, but nope. 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 
We have no idea where we are. We start off the show with Mongo arguing with Bobby Heenan, and I already want to turn it off. Yeah, Pepe is dressed. Oh, he's got a saddle on. They're talking about like riding a dog. What the? Mongo uh, screams out, hey, baby, look at him. He's saddled up. The little doggy knows he's in for a wild ride tonight because there's nothing as hot as nitro, baby. Heenan says, I'll tell you something. You're the only guy that I know that would show up to Nitro with a four-pound tarantula wearing a saddle. This is not good. You want to ride him, I know. Heenan, I don't want to ride that rat. Bischoff, enough! Let's talk about Hulk Hogan. (laughs) He's done with the foolishness. (laughs) Let's talk about Hulk Hogan. No, let's talk about our first match of the night. Alex Wright and Disco Inferno. The Nitro debut yes. of Disco Inferno. Alex Wright even has some pyro here. I, I put that in my nose, too. Alex Wright gets the pyro, and then I put Disco's music and entrance is great. Yep. The Disco old, Fever. Yep. Disco, Disco Fever. Inferno. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Disco Fever. Love it. Love it. Great. Great theme. Disco attacks right before the bell. Big back elbow and another elbow drop. Disco throws right to the floor. Disco then dances in the ring. Which, he's not that great of a dancer, so it makes it even funnier. Yeah, Disco Inferno on the ass of his tights yes. has shake your booty. Oh, yes. Important <laughs> note there. I was right with a springboard drop kick that he almost botched, but was able to get it off okay. Right with a spinning heel kick for two. Uh, right throws Disco to the floor, and Right hits a crossbody to the floor. Uh, right gets out of the way, but Disco sends him throat first into the rope, which did not look good. Um, back elbow in the corner by Disco, an arm drag by Alex Wright. Disco with a big clothesline, another short arm clothesline by Disco. And it's at this point, I realize something very important. What's that? I like Eric Bischoff's announcing better than Vince McMahon. Really? Bischoff's at least calling the moves. He's talking about what's happening in ring. Not correctly, but... But he's at least making an effort to. He calls the spinning heel kick from Alex Wright a spinning jump wheel kick. He does. I, I'm not saying he's perfect, but I'm saying if I have the two of them, I would much rather have someone who's talking about what I'm watching on my screen as opposed to talking about a lawyer. Yeah. And maybe it's a product of me watching these two back to back. Right. But the Raw, they were spent the whole time talking about nothing relevant to what was happening in ring. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my argument. Well, speaking of that, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Because Mongo brings up I don't I don't claim Mongo is better by the way so go ahead <laughs> yeah that uh Mongo says you already know San Fran is going to win that football game tonight mhm cuz they're talking about Monday night football Monday night football well Mongo let's take you back okay i'm ready September 25th Monday night football 95 the 49ers weren't bad San Francisco 49ers came into the game 3 and 0 yep and they we're in Detroit in the Pontiac Silverdome, brother. Mm. And the Lions were 0-3. Oh, easy win. Detroit kicks a field goal with less than two minutes. The 49ers missed a field goal to tie the game. So the Lions get their first win of the season, 27-24. So not so much of a sure thing there, Mongo. Not only that, you throw the records out even. Prime time chance to see Barry Sanders in his prime. I'm watching Steve it. Steve Young, the 49ers. No, I, I hate the 49ers, but seeing Barry Sanders in his prime, oh, on yeah. prime time, under the lights, oh, yeah, I would watch that over this Nitro. 
But San Fran's going to win this game. So. Well, hey, I bet, didn't. I bet the sports books all said the same thing. And they didn't. So Mongo's not known for being good at predictions or talking. No. <laughs> or talking in general, yes. Disco going up top, but Disco counters. Uh, Alex Wright counters with a drop kick. Alex with a big forearm uppercut, spinning back elbow for two. Disco comes back with an elbow and a big back suplex. Wright then gets a backslide counter for the win. And Disco argues with the ref. I put a weird ending and don't know if it was botched or not because there was like a delay in Alex Wright's music. And I don't know what that was. It was a weird ending. Is that a theme of WCW? We've seen that a lot. We don't know if it was a botch or not. We've seen that a lot. But another debut wrestler. Loses. Losing on Nitro. Yeah. Go figure. I, yeah. I understand that you still have Saturday night. You can build up disco there, but a large audience on TNT seeing another, another incoming debut lose. lose. Yep, I don't like it. I do not either, but it's how WCW wants to do stuff, so whatever. We then go to a Hogan interview with Jimmy Hart. Hogan has a neck brace, and he says he hasn't missed a workout yet, brother. Uh, Hogan's going to get back on track. He's building a monster truck and says if the giant has the guts, let's hook him up. So, of course, that's getting on track. You know, Hogan getting back on track is to build a monster truck. The bigger, better, better. stronger, yeah. Hulkamania yeah. monster truck. He then says he was going to challenge the Giant for the WCW title, put the title on the line, and he's going to slam Giant and bury him where he did the same thing to his father. Mm-hmm. Yay. Right. That big, stinky, nasty big, Giant. Big, stinky, nasty Giant, yes. The PG Hulkster right there. The big, big stinky, nasty giant he challenges into a monster truck challenge yeah <laughs> and a match at Halloween. and a match if he survives the monster truck challenge i think yeah. he says yeah yeah great right monster trucks yay three weeks till that happens <laughs> great can't wait can't wait <laughs> can't wait for that <laughs> we are we see a graphic for sergeant craig Pittman versus kurosawa coming up next i think that slim jim ad with randy savage and then mean jeans in the ring so I guess Mean Gene is announcing the Pittman-Kurosawa match? Because we were told that's next, but no. Nope. And said he recaps last week with Savage and Luger. Savage is now in the ring with Gene. Luger then runs out to the ring. Luger says it's a lack of respect. Um, and a match next week is challenged by Luger. And Savage he says, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Luger will put his title match on the line and then says, let's get real interesting. And says, if Luger doesn't beat Savage, he will leave the WCW. And Savage, again, says, I like it. Next week in Denver. Um, mile high. Mile high, yeah. Uh, Savage then goes to shake Luger's hand, but they don't shake hands. Instead, Luger kind of pats him on the shoulders. Then we go back to Bischoff, who doesn't even mention what just happened, and instead started talking about Halloween Havoc and Machine vs. Machine. Right. It just happened. Pump next week. Say, oh, my gosh, what a, right. what a match. Nope. Savage instead, Halloween Luger. Havoc, Hogan, Giant monster truck. Machine versus machine. And then man Jesus. versus man. Jeez. Yeah. So then we get... Uh, let's see. I love how Luger and some people do it, too. They call it the WCW. Oh, yeah, because it's the WWF. The WCW. Because it was the WWF. I like it. So they got to say the WCW. So they're mm-hmm. equal. Yep. Then we get Sergeant Craig Pittman versus Kurosawa. And Travis, last week you said, who is Kurosawa? Right. I'm going to tell you who Kurosawa right. is. Kurosawa is uh, Manobi Nakanishi. Okay. Okay. Known in New Japan more so than WCW. He was made his first appearance in New Japan uh, October 1992. His first um, appearance for WCW actually 
was 12 days after his pro debut when he was sitting ringside at Halloween Havoc as a spectator alongside the New Japan and NWA president at the time. Now, three years later, he returned to WCW as the name Kurosawa uh, as a member of the stud stable. Um, and so he'll be with WCW for a little while. He then went back to New Japan. And in New Japan, he is a IWGP heavyweight champion. Okay. He's a legitimate competitor. IWGP Tag Team Championship three times with um, Takeo Omori, uh, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata. Mm-hmm. So those are good guys to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was a never open weight six man tag team champion with Tanahashi and Taguchi. Okay. Um, he wa- won the G1 Climax in 99. Really? He young the- won the Young Lions Cup in 1995. Um, he was a triathlon survivor tournament winner. With uh, Nishimura and Yoshi in 02. He won the Fighting Spirit Award in 2000, 2002. He uh, had the best tag team bout in 2000 and 2002 as well. He was ranked 185th in the PWI 500 in 2010. Wow. Um, and then he did some stuff with Pro Noah, some Zero Max, and he is 0 and 1 in MMA and 0 and 1 in kickboxing. Even an MMA fighter. Yes. Hmm. He retired. Um, he said his farewell at the Tokyo Dome this year. 2020. This year. He lost a pre-show tag team match with Yuji Nagata against Tenkozi, being pinned by Kojima with a lariat. Uh, Nakanishi would announce his retirement three days later, scheduling it for a February 22nd Cork and Hall show. He said that as a result of a neck injury that he has sustained in 2011, he hasn't been able to wrestle to the level he wanted, and rather than drag things out, he wanted to draw a line in the sand. So he suffered an injury in 2011. Um, it was during a six-man tag match. Um, he took a German suplex. The um, match was stopped immediately, and he was stretched out of the arena in a neck brace. Found it was announced that he had suffered a spinal cord injury, which resulted in numbness and temporary paralysis, but he was expected to make a recovery, and he returned to the ring uh, October 8th, 2012. So a whole year later. He came back, um, but took part in some of Russell Kingdoms and, and stuff like that. So, uh, just retired this year. Wow. Yeah. So, he's actually a legitimate competitor here. Yes. Yes. In the WCW. He participated in the 92 Summer Olympics in Barcelona and placed 11th in amateur wrestling. Wow. So, yes. He is He's an am- MMI fighter, amateur yep. wrestler, yep. IWGP champion, yep. G1 Climax winner. Trained by... Uh, uh, Kensuke Sasaki, mm-hmm. Hiroshi Hashi, Joe Malenko, and Carl Gotch. That's not a bad yeah, four guys to be trained right by. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there you go. Learned something about Kurosawa today. I didn't bet you didn't expect to. Nope. Didn't yeah. expect it. And now look at him in WCW with Colonel Robert Parker. Yeah. This is Young Lion. He's a Young Lion. Oh, here. Young Lion. Okay. He's, yeah. Um, He's facing Sergeant Craig Pittman, and I put in my notes, I guess Pittman is a face, but at Fall Brawl, he was the heel, I thought. So, who knows what he is? Yeah, he gives him, Bischoff calls him Craig the Pitbull Pittman, and I said, no, the Pitbulls are on the other show. Ah, oh, they should try to bring them in to team him up with him. No. No, okay. No. Pittman with a headbutt, a second headbutt, and Kurosawa is down. Pittman with an elevated arm bar, throws him overhead. Kurosawa comes back with some kicks. Pittman sent to the floor. We get a baseball slide by Kurosawa. Uh, Kurosawa exposes the floor and slams Pittman on the floor. Kurosawa with a judo throw. 
And when he drops Pittman on the concrete floor, uh-huh. Mongo says that that splatted like grandma out of the wheelchair. Yes. Shut up, Mongo. Mongo really had something weird to say about his grandma or I'm, the grannies of the world. I'm telling you. What's I, wrong with grandma? If I could, I would watch WCW on mute. <laughs> I can't. Uh. Yeah, it's not great. Kurosawa with an arm bar over the shoulder, uh, arm breaker over the shoulder, and another one. Again, arm bar, uh, Pittman with a counter with a back body drop to the floor, and the referee allowed it. That could have been the end of the match, but the referee allowed it, so... Because yeah. he backdropped him over the top rope. Right. Uh, Pittman sends Kurosawa into the apron. Pittman brings back in Kurosawa. Belly to belly suplex by Pittman that didn't look awful. Um, Pittman looking for the code red, but Kurosawa was on the ropes. Kurosawa counters. Um, Pittman then counters back with a gut wrench suplex and a German suplex for the win by Kurosawa. Um, I didn't think it was the three, but the ref said it was. I thought Pittman was in the ropes, but ref's decision is final. So that's the win. Kurosawa. Yeah. German suplex. With the bridge. With the bridge. It didn't look of awful. Course. Well, you know, the the guy is being hyped up as an arm guy. Yeah. Two guys yes. who are famous for arm yeah. submissions. submissions mm-hmm. And you finish it with a bridging German suplex. Not only that, Makes sense. but Pittman was like trying with his hands to reach the ropes. Yeah. So he was moving Kurosawa the whole time. Yeah. It was, it was just a weird ending. Mm-hmm. That's WCW, where the weird endings are. Mm-hmm. That should be the, their tagline. Kurosawa stays in the ring after the bell to meditate. Yes, he does. And Heenan and I, Heenan, shush, yeah, Heenan says, shh, 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 he's meditating. Shh. We then come back from commercial. Mean Gene is entering with Arn and Brian Pillman. Pillman cuts a pretty nice promo right here. He says that Flair is begging on his hands and knees for a partner. Um, Pillman says he, that they have the right to bear arms, the right to assemble, and at that point he puts up the four horsemen sign and the right to destroy and hospitalize anyone they want. Yeah, I didn't know that was a right. A right to hospitalize. I think it's I think it's on the back side of the Bill okay. of Rights. Yes. Yeah, small print. Yes. Uh Arn then cuts a promo. He says that Flair is upset because the better man won. Arn says better man won, Flair. Um he says that Flair is a great wrestler, but if this is a tag team situation, Arn is better. Which you can't argue right. with that. Yeah. That sound logic. And then he wonders why can't Flair find a partner? And he brings up Flair's past about he's asked Randy Savage, Well, you slapped Savage's seventy year old dad and how four years ago you turned on Sting and nearly crippled mm-hmm. him and he says, What goes around comes around and um he says it's coming around for you now, Flair. Yeah, he says that uh now that Arn isn't in the corner mm-hmm. of Flair, what comes around goes around. It, it was I, I like this this segment from oh, these yeah. two. Yeah. Very it was cool. the First time I think we'd heard from them since Fall Brawl. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. Right. I did note there are lots of empty seats on the hard camera side. Yeah, I did notice that later on Later on as well. We then get Saturday Night Hype. Are you ready for Saturday Night, Travis? Yes. Yeah, 5 Eastern. Dusty's the co-host. That's mm-hmm. what's leading off. That's the thing to be most excited about for Saturday Night. Dusty is your oh, co-host. Yeah. Sting takes on Johnny B. Bad for the U.S. title. Okay. And the American Males will be in action. And Kevin Sullivan and the Giant will be there. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to see the response yes. to Hogan's challenge. We then get a recap of Savage and Sullivan from Baywatch again, only this time they cut out Flair helping Savage. Of course. So we just wanted to see Sullivan beat up Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage comes out, and I put, hearing Randy Savage's music gives me all the feels. It just, 
hearing that, ooh yeah, dun, 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 dun. it's good. And I have I have a hot take here. Are you ready? Okay. I like his WCW theme better than his WWF one. Ooh no. The guitar. I like the upbeat rock version of it than just the graduation theme. It's classic, man. The the savage <sighs> WWF. That's just classic. I don't like it as much. I still like it. Right. But I like the WCW version better. Right. Yeah. Plus, it starts out with Randy Savage going, "Ooh yeah." Yeah. WCW's theme isn't bad, but yeah, can't can't mess with the classic. That's true. But when uh, Randy Savage comes to the ring, uh, Bobby Heenan is acting like he just stepped in Pepe's dog shit. Yeah, I was just gonna try and skip over that, but thank you for bringing that yep, up. No problem. <laughs> Can we get Mongo in the ring, please? Can we get him in there? I'm ready. It's gonna be a while. <sighs> gonna be a little bit. Zodiac's out at ringside. Savage, Savage starts off hot, but Sullivan gets uh, in the ring, and Zodiac attacks Savage on the floor. Sullivan's now in control. Sullivan throws Savage out to the floor. This match might as well be called Sullivan versus Savage on the floor because most yeah, of it takes a place A lot on of the it floor. does, yeah. Savage gets crouched on the rail, and then gets clotheslined off. Savage gets a boot to the head. Another uh, Sullivan's preventing Savage from getting in the ring. Savage counters, but Sullivan is still in control. Uh, Savage then gets thrown again to the floor. Big running punch by Sullivan, but, but Savage... Before that, WCW, where the big boys play. Drink. Oh, sorry. I didn't drink. Hey, everyone is encouraged to participate I in this. Didn't, I didn't drink. make note of that one, so I'm glad you did. Whenever they say, where the big boys play, take a drink. I, To be honest, Travis, you're going to have to be the one on that one because I cannot well, I mean, listen to the commentary team. Water, soda. No, no, no. I'm going to do it alcoholic beverage, I, but... I just tune out the commentators. I just I can't listen to them. So I just tune him out. So you're going to have to be on yeah. big boy alert. Yep, I am. <sighs> Savage backdrops Sullivan on the floor. Savage with the double axe handle in ring. Savage then sends Taskmaster into Zodiac. And then Savage just randomly throws the ref and they throw the match out. It's a DQ. Yep, because he's crazy. He's crazy. He's snapped. He, sa- he slams both Sullivan and Zodiac and elbow to Zodiac because Sullivan moved. But out comes the giant. Savage doesn't see him. Giant with a choke slam to Savage. Then a jobber comes out and he gets choke slammed. The Mark- jobber has a name. What's the jobber's name? I didn't Frankie catch it. Frankie Lancaster. Okay, Frankie. Uh, he gets choke slammed. Mark Stars gets in the ring, but he gets choke slammed. Yeah, that's Mark Star. That's Mark Star. <laughs> Who's Mark Star? Alex Wright then is up top, uh, but he gets caught uh, into a bear hug and slams him down. Uh, Luger is now out walking, not running, mm-hmm. taking his time. Uh, giant. Um, Hits another choke slam on Savage. Luger then stands over Savage and looks like he's going to grab Savage. Right. But Giant instead grabs Luger, and Luger kind of throws hands with Giants a little bit, and Giant choke slams Luger, and Taskmaster is pissed at Giant Mm -hmm. for attacking Luger. Yep. So Sullivan is pissed. Yeah. Like, hey, big guy, you shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. I wonder why. I wonder why, yeah. I wonder why. Exactly. And, you know, here in 95, Giant's chokeslam looks a little bit different. Yeah. He kind of falls down on like that with him. Yeah. I like it. I think it adds a little bit more impact to the move. I So I think it looks cool. They are getting ready to go commercial. They're hyping Luger versus Ming, and I made note they need to get a new picture of Luger because it's a 90-91 picture of Luger that they use for the... Yeah. You need to update that a little bit. He's been here a couple weeks now. Right. Let's, let's get a new yeah. picture of Lex Luger. Yeah, I could see that. Because he does not look the same as he looked in 91. Mm-hmm. Like he's, yeah. Yeah. We then get a Halloween Havoc uh, hype video. And included in that video was video of Vader getting beat up by Hogan multiple times. Mm. I didn't catch that. So what's the Vader status again? 
<laughs> the only thing I noticed is that they in this promo they call it the sumo monster truck match. You can call it whatever you want. That's I'm, the first time it was mentioned. I'm not hyped a at all. sumo monster truck match. I'm dreading that. The next two pay-per-views from WCW, I'm dreading. The next two, the, the next, next two. three. I'll take Starcade. Nope, I don't like it this year. Uh, well, I've seen a little bit of it before. We'll get into that. I but don't like it. I, I'll at least take that. It's not nearly as offensive as the next two we're going to watch. Or the one coming up in February. <sighs> not looking forward to WCW shows. The February one, 96? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Is that the battle to end Hulkamania? It is. Oh, Yes. Yes. yes i love that yes i love that match get it's prepared. so bad it's good get prepared it's so bad i love it all right main event time ming versus luger luger is still in the ring as ming makes his way to the ring and ming runs out to the ring and starts attacking luger and i like this unlike what we saw at the pay-per-view unlike what we saw on raw if a guy is already out there and already gotten beat up why wouldn't his opponent run out there before right. Yep. The, the guy could get to the back. Mm-hmm. Yep, very smart strategy here by Ming. And for some reason, man, it just brings me back. Ming's music, mm-hmm. I love it. The Just the simpleness of yeah. it and everything. And I don't think there's more anything more WCW than the arena crowd pan and Ming's music playing during the crowd pan. Yeah, love yeah. It. it's not bad. Um, Ming all over Luger. Uh, Hogan then calls into the truck and says he's going to be on Nitro next week after what he saw the Giant do. So get ready for that. Uh, Luger's selling makes me laugh. Ah, oh. Ah. Oh. Bischoff is wondering where Taskmaster is because he's supposed to be out here with Ming. Ming doesn't go anywhere without the Taskmaster. The ring, the locker room, the buffet table, the bathroom. He doesn't go anywhere without Sullivan. Anywhere. Nope. Um, Ming does hit a very nice looking pile driver for two that looked like it really planted Luger. Mm-hmm. Uh, crowd starts to make some noise. Ming is choking Luger in the corner. Ming with a suplex for two. Ming now with the infamous trapezius claw. That nerve hold. That must be something that runs in the NOI family. Yep. That I don't know it if Ming's be. related to him or not. I think he is. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. they're all related in some way. I don't know. The crowd starts a USA chant, which again makes sense. I appreciate you, crowd. Uh, Luger starts to power up. Luger gets out and hits some rights on Ming, but Ming comes back with a few kicks and a gut wrench backbreaker for two. Uh, goes for another pin, gets another two. Rear chin lock. Ming with a big leg drop for two, and Hogan is once again calling the truck, going, "Brother, uh, leg drop, brother. Leg drop only for two. If someone hits a leg drop, it's fine, but it's got to be the pin." Mm-hmm. Uh, Luger's powering back up. The crowd is kind of into it at this point. Ming with a throat thrust and a Samoan drop. Ming on the second rope, but Luger, Luger moves, sends Ming face first into the mat. Ming is back up with some chops in the corner, but Luger counters. Luger knocks Ming down, hits a clothesline on Ming, but Luger gets knocked down as well. Luger's in control, but Ming has his spike in the corner, hits Luger in the throat. Ming gets the win. Mm-hmm. And we get a commercial. Yep. Weird. Pulls out the golden spike. I understand he cheated, but it was just kind of weird. Well, and Luger... Took some punishment before I guess, the match, yeah. too. So. so we're back, and Mongo sums up the whole show, which if there's one guy you want summing up the whole show, it would be Mongo. Mm-hmm. Right. Bobby said WWF, but it was censored, and I don't know if it was censored by WCW or WWE on the network, but he does well, say... I assume he says WWF, so they he does, censored that yeah. part out. So, well, yeah, but still... 
it's uncensored, Travis. If you listen to whenever they started the network, they said everything's going. They're not censoring anything. Well, they lied. They did so. So we get hype for next week. Hogan will be here. The American males will be here. We get a picture of the nasty, nasty boys. Dean Malenko, who we haven't seen before, gets a picture. I don't know if he's going to be here or what. And we get the Luger Savage match, and we're out of here. Right. And at least we know we're going to be in Denver next week. Yeah. So at least we know where we are going to be. Don't know where we are now. Now it's time for our pick of the week: Nitro or Raw? Travis, which one was better this week? I think, I, I think if ECW was an option this week, it would win, right? Right, yeah. I, I would agree. I, this is raw. Slam dunk. Travis, raw. Slam dunk, not even close. Slam dunk, I will agree with you. I'm going to say raw as well. I so, mean, look, you had the title change that the crowd was in for. You know, Marty mm-hmm. was there in for Marty Janetti yep. the first match. And, you know, Taker, Bulldog. I mean, it was a good TV match, I yep. guess. Yep. But you advanced some storylines with Mabel coming out and with Taker. Yeah. Um, because that's going to be at the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Nitro, there was no Hogan in person. Mm-hmm. It was just a promo. No Sting at no all. No Sting. Uh, no Flair at all. And, you know, Savage was there, but he was up against Kevin Sullivan. And I was confused by that when Savage was getting beaten down. I'm like, where's. Flair, where right. is Sting? Where are these faces? Right, especially Sting, because we had seen Sting and Savage, you know, being buddies. Yeah, why is he coming out here to help in his friend? Right, nowhere yeah, to be found. Agree. Instead, they're going to send out Mark Starr and, and Alex Wright, who Lancaster. already Alex Wright, who already wrestled earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least he won. Would have right. been really dumb if they sent him out and he lost. But yeah, maybe that's why he won. <laughs> that's why he beat beat <laughs> they Disco. Build up the run. Got to build him up so he could come out. That's like I, I'm I'm fearful I, to tell you some of the future, Travis. I, I don't think the WCW was that smart to do that. I'm fearful to tell you this future because what was one of the things you said you liked about Raw? The tag, right? Okay. Next thing. The the Marty. He's just getting built up to lose. Hmm. Well. Spoiler alert! At the know. next pay per view, he's facing Goldust. Hmm. So well, still Goldust debuting. So I can't fault them for that. I can't either. So all right, that's it for this week. Next week it's back to a normal show. We'll have our Raw, our Nitro, our ECW, and our written reviews of uh Superstars and Saturday night, right? Yep. No pay per view? No pay per view. No Gonna take it easy next episode take it easy for once last couple have been they've been long long ones thanks for listening yep thanks for sticking it out yep yep be as long with just three hours hopefully not but you never know we may rant and rave about a lot of things so you never know hey we have a podcast this is our forum and yep we we don't get to rant about it Anywhere else, so might as well do it i do in real life but i just look weird walking the streets ranting and raving about hulk hogan yeah, and 95, <laughs> and 95. 95 wrestling. Hey, don't forget to email us, like us on Facebook as well, and Twitter. You can't like on on. I don't know anything follow about Twitter. Us I don't know anything at all about Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. We'll, we'll put up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that what you do on Twitter? Yeah, you tweet. I have no idea. You tweet stuff. I don't know anything about social media. Paul. 
Luckily, I, I I do kind of. I heard a great description of what Facebook is. Are you ready? What? If you think of Facebook as just a bunch of homeless people yelling out, it is so much easier to digest. Yeah, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, I'm over here. Look at mm-hmm. this. And it's like, okay, yep. you're just a crazy, crazy person who lives underneath the bridge. Yep. There's a lot of Twitter trolls out there. A yep. lot of Facebook experts out there as well so that's the the downfall of social media thanks for for liking us listening to us we appreciate it this is uh it's been fun even on weeks like this where it wasn't that great Mm -hmm. but has been fun has been fun we'll continue with it we're hoping to start getting good stuff soon sometime we're gonna get to the good stuff i hope it comes soon i hope it comes soon you and me both all right that'll do it for this week's edition of the two fans review wrestling podcast Make sure you join us next week. We drop episodes every Tuesday, so you're going to have to check that out. Until then, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, and we'll see you.